Hey, everybody. This is Perch. I'm here with Ash. How you doing, Ash? Hey, Perch. Good to see you, my friend. It has been a long time. I did not realize. I'm like, oh, you're, you're, you've been in the chat. I'm like, oh, man, I, should, I need to do this with Ash again. I, we, did, we did it fairly recently, and I'm, I'm like looking through Twitter. I'm like, oh, man, it's been like two months. <laughs> I know. I was like, damn, did he not get my bribe money or what? <laughs> it's Time has a way of getting way out of hand. Um, and it's been, I don't know, the last week. This has been the weirdest, most crazy week I've had in a long time. How, how have you, how has been your week? You know, you know, I, it hasn't been crazy. It's been actually the opposite, which has its pros and cons as, as well. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's uh, well, it'll be a nice calm time. We'll just have a, a good kind of chat here with everybody and it will be a nice way to unwind and relax after a, a weird week. So, oh, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, let's 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 get to some of the things. So welcome, Ash. Glad you're here. You I got a slide. You got a slot course. You got a slide. That's yeah. my first slide. Yes, I, I'm. See, I'm. I'm up in my game. I'm trying to make you it are. not. You know, it, it, little by little, we make it a little bit more professional. It's. It's yeah, good. Speaking of wait, speaking of upping your game, I got yeah. it. I just have to commend you on your April first <laughs> video. Was awesome. Like, uh, I, I I had a blast. If you guys have not watched his April first face reveal video. <laughs> go watch it it's ton of fun it's total perfect uh, i it's good people watch it see for themselves i, love I, I appreciate that it, it was a fun it, it was weird well, well we'll talk more about that but that was a weird day um it uh well anyway lots to say about that in a second but thank you very much and um and yeah i i it's it's it was weird i i, I feel bad for the people who and did not get it like i i i 99% of the people with the uh, City of Bruce reveal with Sean, I think he was he was excited. He, he seemed excited to do it. And then there's like the person who come in and go, uh, oh, another example of why DC's out of ideas. Like, <laughs> <sighs> anyway. You know, some people are lacking the context. That might be the first video they saw of yours. That's true. And That's they true. think, what? They're doing a City of Brute? What the hell is this? You know? <laughs> it's, I'm like, I, I'm really, I'm like, okay, everybody gets, I've, I've certainly been guilty of that. I forget what day it is. And, and I see stuff like that. But it's like, but at the end, it said April Fool's Day. I mean, <laughs> oh, well. It's crazy how many people forget April Fool's Day. Like yeah. year after year after year. And you're like, come on, guys. True. And, and then it happens and people are like, what? What? But. Yeah, you're, it's just that video was fun, and I, the way it opened, people, you guys will be laughing. Hopefully, you'll be laughing if you're if you're at all internet savvy, like been around the YouTubes for more than a few minutes. As soon as it opens up, I was like, "No, you didn't. You didn't. How, how did you get your certain guest appearances?" That well, there was it was good, and and one guy was late, so I've got to figure out when to put it in. One of the other YouTubers I've talked about a lot, who's got way more than a million subs did a little thing and I don't know where to put it, but anyway, um, it will show up eventually. It'll be okay. fine. Yeah. You guys will like that one as well, but we gotta, we gotta figure it out. Um, I, I do want to thank everybody who came to the chat tonight and we'll, we'll have, like I said, a good time. Ask your questions. We'll get them in here. Um, before I forget, cause people start, Ash, you've got a YouTube channel. What, where is it? Where should people go? I do. Uh, it's a small little, little, uh, gra we call it a grassroots channel. There you go. <laughs> yes. That sounds good. Grassroots is like the good way to say things now, or maybe a, a hips. No, not a hipster channel. Anyways, it's a it's a small little indie gig. 
Um, it's called Ash on Comics. Three words. You type it into YouTube. You find it. And um, it's got the picture of Ash, who's kind of my spirit animal uh, cool. person. And um, I do I do weird videos. I do a lot of streaming more lately than videos because other reasons. But uh, there's a lot there's there's a lot of salt there sometimes, and a, but a little bit of sweet. I just try to really focus on just being genuine opinions. You may not always agree with me. You may rarely agree with me, but I promise anyone listening, I'm never shilling. And I'm never just hating. Like I'm trying to always at least be honest. That's a good balance. That's that's everybody's gonna have their opinions. We can we can we can like each other's opinions and or not. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything. I I do want to say hi to uh, Eric Canetti who's in the chat. Uh, Eric Breen, uh, the two Erics. So Eric, uh, of course, also has a YouTube channel. It's it's incredible. Uh, Eric Breen has. I don't I don't know if Eric Breen has a channel, but he's on a lot of other people's channels, and it's it's uh, both have been guests here and and really amazing. So Eric does have a channel. Um, oh, he does have a channel. It's it, he posts to it about once every six months. <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. It's a great channel if you happen to know Eric at all. Like if you, not, not I mean not necessarily personally, but if you're familiar with him and being in chats or watching him, yeah. it's basically a, a personality channel of Eric Breen, and uh, he shares his knowledge about comics or he roasts someone or something. Very. Um, nice. I'll probably be next where he tears tears me down. If he doesn't forget about me, he's I, he has been known to forget about me from time to time. Well, both very excellent. And uh, well, well, we'll get to it. I do. I, I see he's in the chat now. I want a big thank you to Joe Corallo who, who provided all those openings and, uh, and you, you guys got to understand. So Joe is not giving me a script. He's just saying these things off the cuff. And I am sitting there trying not to crack up while he's doing this. And that is, that is the hardest part. Uh, I, I don't know where, I don't know how Joe comes up with this stuff um, just off the cuff like that. It's incredible. But anyway, good well, stuff. He's, he's a talented creator. Absolutely. Um, I'm drinking whiskey. And I, are you drinking anything tonight, Ash? I am. I'm also drinking whiskey. Nice. Okay. Got a what, nice uh, uh, low ball glass here of Makers 46. Nice. My new go-to. Okay. I can't, I don't know if I'm going to ever go back to regular Makers again. That's a great, that's some great whiskey. I, Woodenville uh, Whiskey Company, it's sort of nearby where I'm at, and uh, they have good whiskey, overpriced, but good whiskey. Uh, you were, you're definitely getting conned out of some cash, but it's good, it's good whiskey. So I'm supposed to, uh, I'm saying I'm supposed to ask you about firepower. What am I supposed to ask you about firepower? Hashtag read firepower. Okay. You uh, like firepower, basically. I love firepower. In fact, I do a show featuring firepower called the Unnamed Indie Comic Show with a, a partner in crime, Skip and Tosh, some people may know. Um, and we talk about indie comics um, every every other week. It's every other Monday. Nice. At 8 p.m. Pacific time. And one of the feature books we talk about is the newest issue of Firepower. And we it's, it's a total fan stream. It's not a critique stream. So we don't sit there and deep dive into what it did right or wrong. We just are fans cool. and we gush about it. We theory craft. Where is it going to go? Oh, cool. Like okay. Any of those things you've seen, like with TV shows, like they do like the the Talking Dead or things like that. Yeah. It's a similar type vibe. Um, and I'm promoting it. And so you iron in the chat. He's it's kind of an inside joke. He's always telling me that I'm shilling for firepower. So every time I'm in the chat, he's like, yo, Ash, shill for firepower. So that's probably what he's referring to. Well, very nice. I, I, I'm glad that you're covering some indie books. There's a lot of good indie books out there that people are just not finding. And 
it's uh, it's I think it's going to get harder, but we'll we'll get in more to that. But I'm glad that uh, glad you're checking that out. So that's the Kirkman book, of course, you're talking about Robert Kirkman's uh, book. Yeah, it's a it's a sort of like it's a kung fu family style book. And when I say family, I don't mean Brady Bunch. I mean, oh. like Fantastic Four. Hmm. Um, okay. So it, it features a lot of but a lot of kung fu stuff, a lot of mystical you know, t- you know, Tibetan monk style temples okay. and, and ooh, maybe there's a dragon, maybe there's not, we don't know. Uh, but there's a mystical power that you can do throwing fire and it hasn't been seen in thousands of years. And spoiler alert, the main character learns how to throw fireballs. Um, <laughs> and, um, and it's like, wow, it, it's got a little bit of a kind of chosen one feeling, nice. uh, battling, te- uh, you know, temple monks, orders clans it it's fun it's just really good fun kirkman is writing um just a very fun kind of adventure feeling book it's light-hearted so if you've read some of his darker stuff walking dead outcast oblivion song it's not like that this is very much just fun and it's not all it's not mature like invincible cool at least so far there hasn't been any violence or you know, sexual, it's basically all ages. It's great. It's a comic book that you can present to anybody, but it's not a kid's book either. So it's, it's just that perfect mix. I, I just hype it up because I love it. So fun. I'm, I'm kind of caught here. I mean, I like the book. I I've read the book and I, I usually recommend it. So I I do think people would like it. It's a, um, I'm going to, Chris is doing the art. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's it's a good, uh, it's a good package. I, I would recommend, I think you could get into it very easily too. It's, it's not, it, it it's not going to require it, it'd be an easy book to pick up and just start enjoying i think yes and it starts off a very interesting kirkman always does these weird things which i kind of praise him for like marketing wise yeah. in this particular line what he did was he launched the book with an original graphic novel so out there you can find it on store shelves should still be in print is the uh, firepower volume one prelude it's an original graphic novel. It's, I think it's like 160 pages. So it's like eight comics worth of material. Think of it that way. Eight yeah. floppies. It's only $9.99 before any possible discounts you may be receiving from your store. If you get those, um, nine, it's, it's, phew. I mean, think about how comics, I mean, $9.99, it's a steal. Get that first. Oh, absolutely. Get it. It's totally, it's where you should start. And it will tell you if you want to read more. You, you get the 999. It's a singular story. You don't need more afterwards. You read it and you go, I had a blast. I'm going to pick up the comic or you go, it was okay. Um, it's worth the 999, but maybe, I don't know, start there regardless. If you're interested in the book, that's where I recommend. Excellent. Well, I love that. And a uh, nice recommendation to kick us off with some whiskey. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And we've got some alignment. Um, I want to explain a couple things. So <laughs> you, you mentioned the videos yesterday. Let me, uh, let me, let me do, let me, we'll spend five minutes on this and then we can get on to normal stuff. So hmm. first um, I want to kind of talk up one thing because there was a weird kind of almost last minute edit and it's me overthinking things. So the very first video we did during the day was the one I thought would take forever, but actually was done really quickly. Uh, the enthusiasm my daughters had for throwing eggs was uh, surprising to me, which we trouble down the road, but 
this idea of this comic gone bad, it was a parody, obviously, of the How to Basic videos. If you've never seen those, go check them out. They're, they're crazy. Um, but at the very end of the video, I bring the art in. It's all destroyed. I put it on the desk, and it's I've got a tablet next to me. And on that tablet is that picture of Captain Marvel that you have there. And the, the idea was I was going to be like, yeah, it looks about the same. And then thumbs up. And it it was funny. And then I realized I, right after that, I go into thanking uh, Ben Templesmith uh, from 30 Days of Night, uh, who had this original idea I should do this video. But it was not Templesmith's idea to compare it to Captain Marvel at the end. So what I did not want to have happen was to show this video. There's no voiceover and have people go, oh, so oh, this is Tim Templesmith hates Captain Marvel. I didn't want to open up that whole door of garbage that I felt would uh, would cap it. So I, I cut it at the end, but that was originally how it was ending. It, it was a funnier joke, but anyway, everybody can laugh at me now for self-censorship, but that was the, that was the, um, that was the, the little bit there. So, so <laughs> weird, weird moments. Um, there was a video review of Howard the Duck uh, that got cut and that one will show up later. The audio quality wasn't quite good. I know that's funny coming from me, but it also contributed to the joke of the, the fun part of yesterday was that nobody heard anything from me. I wasn't actually in any of the shows that was out yesterday. There was lots of things going on, but uh, everybody but me was featured, which was also kind of the joke. Um, and then uh, I, I'll, I'll go clockwise, counterclockwise here. Yeah, poor Mrs. Perch uh, was so uncomfortable doing that video. You have no idea. She did not like saying those things. <laughs> so it, was, <laughs> it was a funny moment. Um, she, she did not like the idea of, of roasting me like that. So uh, it was a, a lot of convincing had to, had to happen there. Um, and then that last one, the what was up with the uh, mangaka video and Fruits Basket and everything else? Um, all I can say is there, there's more to that joke uh, that, and maybe joke's the wrong word, but there's more coming. So there's a, there's kind of a full interview done. And then it was, you know, a translation needed to happen and a bunch of other things needed to occur. So anyway, there's, there's going to be another, there's going to be more to that. And I think it's going to be pretty interesting, but it's, it's, you know, that, there's, there, there's a deeper story behind all that one we're going to get into at some point. Anyway, you, you said you liked them. You thought they were pretty funny. I have not watched the Mrs. Perch video yet. Oh yeah, she just destroys me. So it's good. <laughs> that that sounds like total fun. Yeah. Um, but I absolutely love the face reveal video. It was perfect. I was like, this is a whole nother level. Perch is up in his game. He's going to the big leagues. Um, <laughs> it, it was it was great. It, it was it was a lot of fun. And as people pointed out, yeah, the the Joe arrival to the show pretty much corresponds with all the growth, but. Uh, it's uh, you know one thing I've noticed about YouTube. I don't. You've got a channel. It it's nothing happens for a long time, and eventually you luck into getting into some algorithm somewhere, and then suddenly the grow. It definitely once you start growing, you grow faster. It benefits you when you get to a certain level. I think. I I, I think it's a lot like fishing. Yeah, and I'm a terrible fisherman, which probably explains the success of my channel. But um, you know, in fishing, you're just trolling a lot. Mm -hmm. you know, to, to hope to get a bite. It's in finding the right bait, right? Finding that right thing that's going to get for the fish in whatever area you're in, getting to the right location of the lake or the river, or wherever you're fishing. And once you do that, and then all you can just start reeling them in. Yeah. And once you grab an audience, I think it's, it's easier to, to, to build on that success, just keep doing it. The hardest part I think about YouTube is just getting noticed. It's true. Um, 
and they don't what? make it easy for you. They, yeah. they, they screw you pretty good. I, I, I toggled back a bunch of ads and was immediately punished for today. It was, it but was I also, I want to say one other thing too. Yeah. It's also work. And I think, you know, I, I give you credit for your channel because you didn't just stumble in and be like, oh, look, I got hit the right thing. The algorithm, I'm successful. You put a lot of work in your channel. And I know you like to kind of sh shrug it off and be oh, like, yeah. oh, you know, but you do. You can tell you're putting out so many videos. I can tell. I just as anyone who puts up a video, you know, what's a little bit behind the scenes. You yeah. put work into your channel. You're consistent. There's you're, some time for sure. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I'm and i like, so success isn't just that random thing of catching the right, you know, with the right bait. It also involves work and it, it doesn't is. matter. Otherwise, if you don't want to put the work in, you're just like anything else. You're probably not going to be successful. It's work and time. I, and I guess the thing for everybody, if you're, you're doing this and it's been like a year, I mean, my, my channel was a year of doing very little. And then it was the second year that took off. And I, I don't even know what's going on now. I mean, it's, there's a possibility during this live stream will cross 16,000. It's, it's strange. I mean, mm -hmm. last we celebrated 15, so it's it's very very weird. Um, but anyway, um, it's good stuff. Who designed my logo? Me. That's 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 me. So, eh, there you go. Um, <laughs> what 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 do you think after extreme carnage? What carnage? I mean, it's got to be some. You know, maybe here's some more carnage. I'm hoping that's the event name. Here's some Appar more carnage. Apparently, um, just like a Nightmare on Elm Street, absolute carnage is not the absolute anymore no. than the final nightmare was the final nightmare. Um, it's, I guess we didn't get absolute. It was, yeah. it was, <laughs> we come on, Marvel. You got some explaining to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, God, they're just, uh, they're going to milk this one dry, but, um, but they're really, I'm serious. Like, and I'm giving them credit for King and black is actually kind of going over better than I expected. Yeah. And I figured this would be the big culmination of the whole symbiote thing. Like King and Black. Okay, cool. We, we reached the mountaintop. No, yeah. we got to just keep those cows plugged in and milk those udders Forever. until they fall off. It's Endless Carnage. That's the name. Endless, endless Carnage. You hit it. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's rolling. Good, good call. Endless Carnage. That is... <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly uh, exactly it. It's uh, uh, it's painful. And so, fruits basket retrospective. All I can say is uh, a lot is coming fruits basket related in the near future. So you know, with some good stuff and some some nice people. So anyway, here we go. Um, hey, next week. Next week has some big releases to it. I think there's there's a lot happening next week. How about? Are, are which of the are first of all? I think there's a lot going on. Everybody has different tastes, but it feels like these are the four that are really going to be the ones that people have to care about. I'm getting half of those books. Yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs> that's, that's actually saying something. You've gone more indie, so that is saying a big thing, right? Yeah. Um, oh man, I that Avengers book is reminding me of something last night when I was researching topics and things like that, and they've already spoiled that book yeah they've already spoiled it to the next event we already know who the picture who that person is yeah okay well all right so spoilers i won't wait we, well all right oh, i mean I i'm not gonna spoil it for other people all right we won't say it but if it it like 
the initial – when this this Phoenix tournament first started, I said it's going to be this person because of the silhouette of the, the, the cutout, and it, it is that person. It's it's exactly who everybody called it a long time ago. Yeah, and and Marvel's advertising their next event right with that person on the the promo pieces like a month on it. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you doing? You haven't even revealed who it is yet, and you're already showing. Look, there, here they are in the next event. You're like, and and then in that event, which is Heroes, uh, Heroes Reborn. Heroes are born. They're already soliciting the event after that, which is yeah. Heroes Return, and telling yeah. you what's going to... So we know the spoiler of Heroes Reborn is, guess what? The Avengers are coming back. It's ah, a Marvel. It's like, why do I need to even buy your books, Marvel? You're just telling me six uh, months in advance what's going to happen. Okay. I, I think it's terrible. I think it's terrible that they do this, and whether it's a USA Today article or... or I mean, I... With solicitations, it's tough because you are going to get spoiled. But when you're actively feeding it, I mean, you, you can you can pull it off. Kirkman's pulled it off. Others have pulled up. But but yeah, this this if you if you want to know who the new Phoenix is, um, I mean, you can just go to the Marvel solicits for May and look at the covers, and you'll know because they 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 tell you in there. Um, I, I mean. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. I, I now we're we're dancing around it, but yeah, it's it's it's. Or I did a video again like four months ago before the Phoenix tournament started. I'm like, I'll bet it's this person, and it is that. Mm -hmm. So it's it's you guess who it is because it's the person who really matters the least. That's true, right? Because they're not going to change Captain America into the Phoenix. Yeah. Or, so you can tell anyone on that cover is not the Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> you can see. So it's not Captain Marvel. Any of them four. have an active title, that's not it. Yeah, so it's going to be someone insignificant that they can actually play around with. And so it's like, oh, I wonder, see, deduction must be you. Yeah. Um, and turned out to be correct. Well, the, but, the, the, but the idea, look at this cover. This cover is meant to sell you, meant to make you, oh, I wonder who it is. Uh, pick yeah, it up and find out. <laughs> it, it's totally, but uh, then there's it was a promo piece for like introducing the Phoenix and they have this silhouette. And then silhouette, they put, uh, I the way of accessories in the hair that immediately tell you who it is. <laughs> like it's like, well, okay, so it's it's a it's a woman character, and the person it's it's clearly they don't have a shield. It's it's I mean you you know we meet it's just garbage anyway. Um, nuts, absolutely nuts. Uh, hey, how about this? I I love that Green Lantern cover. I think I'm interested to see what Jeff Thorne pulls out there. I, I think is this. Does anybody know? By the way, I think I don't think this is the go-to-market cover. I think this is one of the variants, though. Uh, I, I, I couldn't. Cover is Teen Lantern scolding the Guardian? I think this is the sub cover, and this cover is awesome. Like, put that one out. Yeah, it's um, it it looks it looks good actually. Yeah. Uh, this is the oh wait wait a second this Kilowog. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. I'm thinking something else. I'm not going to go there. Um, yeah, it, it looks fine. I, I wish it had trade dress on it, but I guess maybe it's a variant, so I don't know. Yeah, and I uh, grabbed it, so I think I grabbed the one without the trade dress. Sure, that's, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's, it's tough. I don't mean any disrespect to any creators out there, but I don't have confidence in DC's upper management, like line wide direction. 
Well, so, it got a lot more shaky this week, and we'll 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 talk yeah. about that. But um, Geiger, uh, that's that. Looking forward to that. I'm assuming you're getting that one. Yes, Jeff Johns, Gary Frank. Yeah. Why? Why would I not get the first issue? Try it out. Um, mm-hmm. I expect it'll be good. Jeff Johns is one of my favorite writers in the modern era. Um, so. It yeah. stinks. I mean, he's the reason I'm a DC guy. Well, no, say Sean Gordon Murphy's the reason. Hmm. He, he's okay. the one that got me in the door. And then Jeff Johns is the one that signed me up for the long term deal type thing. Like, once I was like, he's the one that sold me on Rebirth. And I was like, wow, this is what's going on. Jeff Johns, when he was like in creative control at DC, I was like, wow, this is what needs to happen. This is great. And then as soon as he left, things started falling apart. And mm-hmm. I put two and two together. But, anyways, um, yeah, I'm gonna check out Geiger. I don't know much about it, but uh, yeah, let's see where see what's about. I'm excited. And then King of Black finally wraps up. And have yeah. you been reading along King of Black? I do. It's actually on my pull list. Um, there you go. So I am pretty much opposed <laughs> to the nonstop events. You've heard a little bit of salt here, sure. Absolutely. But I picked up, I picked up. Uh, absolute carnage back in the time and i was like yeah this is pretty pretty fun um i really like kate kate's is one of the best things at marvel right now he's actually the doing the only thing he's the only one at marvel doing like continuity and shared universe and making it feel like old school comics where things matter and i don't think the big two understand how important that is needing to matter that's why the mcu is such a success People can argue, well, the movies are good or whatever. And I say BS. There's a lot of people who are unhappy with quite a few of the movies, not all of them. But everyone who's a fan of the MCU pretty much is almost guaranteed to see all the movies because they're they're buying into the product the whole because it matters. Right. right? Even when Captain Marvel came out and all the people were like, oh, boo, boo. We don't want to see this. Yucky, yucky. Then it made a billion dollars. Yeah. Why? Because it mattered. Right. Regardless of what your opinion of the movie overall was, right? You you it you make it, it matter. It, yes. And so comics, when they matter, people will jump on. And yeah. and Donnie, that's what Donnie Cates does. Unfortunately, it only matters within Donnie Cates' little mini verse. Yeah, but, there needs to be more uh spreading of that, <laughs> that feeling for sure. Um, but it feels like you got competing priorities. Like like Kate's is putting out his stuff. Uh, Jason Aaron clearly is really wants to to write the Squadron Supreme, so he's doing his stuff. And it 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 you get it it, it feels like it it lacks cohesion. Yes, absolutely does. Especially Avengers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did a roast of this whole Phoenix story a little while back, and um, it's it's nonsense. It just reads like pro wrestling scripts. You know, and, you know, ne- next match, these two characters, next match, these two characters. And there's no actual story other than just a fight between two characters and their, you know, their, their ringside like banter and yelling at each other that you see. And I'm not knocking pro wrestling, right? That, but pro wrestling is pro wrestling. You go to see pro wrestling because that's what you want. I don't read a comic book because I want it to be a wrestling match. I want it to be an actual story about heroes and, and adventures and it mattering like we talked about. And there almost is no story at all in the way the Avengers is. It's it's just silliness. And well, I feel like 
Yeah, I, I, it, it's you know what's weird about that book is that it, it's like um, you know how you know writers will set up subplots and they'll pay them off, but this one seems to hop from thing to thing, and as soon as it's done, it's like all right, erase, and now go to the next thing. It's, it's, uh, it feels like you're reading a bunch of disconnected events rather than right. You know, remember the remember the five year build up, the thing that Jason Aaron's been working up to his entire yeah. career, War of the Realms. Who remembers yeah. that? It's gone. It's down the memory hole. Doesn't matter. It's it's it worries me because uh, you, you you should have these events shouldn't be forgotten a month after <laughs> that's and it feels like I I mean Empire was last year it's we're 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 on we're moved on from that I mean it's it's we think about some of the events in the past I mean there's still lots of people who talk about Secret Wars or Craven's Last Hunt or the Infinity Gauntlet or Fall the Mutants or these these kinds of events and you you remember them decades later. And it's like, do we think that, you know, I, I want, if Jason Aaron's War of the Realms was his thing that he he worked for five years to build up to, I would hope that 20 years from now we'll remember it. But I don't see that happening. I mean, it seems like a shame. Yeah, it really is. Um, I, I And this, you know, I as much as I want to just point fingers at creators like Jason Aaron or whatever, he's just doing what. He's doing his he, business. He's, he's going to do what he's going to do. I, and honestly, this is something that needs to come from the top. There needs uh, to be a, a creative vision from the top that's like, no, Jason, I appreciate you want to do this, but we need to find a way to tie it in. Uh, you can't just do whatever the heck you want um, because it's ultimately going to matter. And we need to think about long-term vision. How is this going to affect the Marvel line 10 years from now? These are all the things that are missing. And, Instead, you just have a bunch of people who are being paid to write books. And I'm sure Jason wants to write good books and people to think fondly of him. Yeah, I think but so. But he, he's just, he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to write stories and you're just going to let them happen. So cool. You gave me the thumbs up. Yeah. And, and that's it. Like, it's, it's a tough thing. And it, it, it takes a team to do things. And I think it, it definitely, you know, the writer's writing their part out to do the book, whether it's good or bad or whatever else. I mean, if it's, if it's vanishing from the promotion and the marketing and the company priority list, that's that's not less on the creator and the writer and more on wider spread from the company, I think. But anyway, hey, here's I. I all right. So new comics next week. Um, I raised the I increased the font size. Now we're getting six pages of it. So there you go, folks. Um, and but we can read everything, right? Anything on it, What about you? Anything on here you're you're reading? That's Let's see. Very excited about Zombie Tramp. Uh, um, I'm not getting anything on this. I've heard some fun mm -hmm. things about the uh, Sumerian book. Yeah, for people who like Conan and maybe wanted a little bit uh, not not sanitized. Yes, um, that would be an accurate. You can, yeah. you can get the Ablaze version. Um, yeah. th wait, there's a Markiplier book. Yeah, <laughs> what the heck is? Yeah. There yeah, is. these yeah. these are off my radar, so I don't know anything about them. Um, Miles to go is not bad. I've kind of enjoyed that a bit. Uh, Project Patron sounds like something I would enjoy. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've had good time. Gold diggers on two eighty. I mean, you gotta you gotta hand it to that. Oh, I say Jamie's saying the same thing in the chat right now. Zombie Tramps absolutely making it to issue one hundred, one hundred for sure. They, like you can't you can't stop Zombie Tramp. Um, yeah, and, and good good work for uh, Gold Digger. Absolutely. So serious. Two hundred and eighty. Yeah. Match that, Marvel. Can yeah. you can you 
can you guys do what little Antarctic press is doing? Come on. Yeah. yeah calling absolutely. you out. I, I 100% agree. Um, all right. How about this one? We've got a couple things. AWA resistance uprising is, uh, being promoted as a big deal. Uh, I wish, I wish resistance was just an ongoing book instead of like multiple mini series, just rebooting over and over again. Oh yeah. Um, totally agree. Now this, this is my personal cup of tea. And this is part of the reason I didn't jump all in on the, <clears throat> excuse me, on the AWA. Uh, other people don't care about that. So you guys, mm -hmm. your miles may vary, but that bothers me as a collector. Mm -hmm. So I, I kind of noped out. Um, yeah, that's reasonable. I, 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 I do. It makes it hard. I, I mean, I pointed people at AWA and they're like, which resistance? What, wait, what? And it's, it's tough to, it, it, it's tough. I, I think they make it a little too hard for people to really understand where they're going with that. And, and that, that is a problem. And it drives me nuts, especially when you, when you're trying to get into back issues and you're like, okay, I need this uh, missing resistance number four uh, from volume three. And then you go through the back issue bin and it's not like they put the volumes like right on the front cover. Yeah. So if you don't actually know which book it is, you just see, oh, resistance four. Oh, now at least this one, they put a subtitle uprising. So that does help a little bit. It does. But I think the first two, I don't think did. And it's just, like I said, it just annoys me. Like if you're going to only have a six issue run, I'm going to trade weight it. To me, it's better under one volume. But if you're going to do ongoing and I'm just going to get month after month, then I'm going to invest in the floppy and I'm going to join you on that long term ride. Mm hmm. How do you like uh, so boom? Their big release is Magic the Gathering or it's Magic number one. This is the first book of their uh, their Hasbro license there. Uh, they're, they're certainly, I think, I think it's, I, bl I believe it's coming with cards. Like they're, they're going all in to really make sure it lands with that existing magic audience. Do you, is that anything that interests you? Once upon a time it would have, I used to be a big magic player. Yeah. Um, I used to spend absurd amounts of money and tried to play semi pro. <laughs> um, yeah. I, to, these days just being as a pure comic guy, I'm, I'm less interested on the comic side, but it really is more to do with it's out of my wheelhouse. I'm more of a superhero capes guy, sci-fi. I think boom studios is doing a really good job as a publisher. Yeah. And I absolutely applaud them for this move. I think they're marketing it right. I think they're trying to hit the right, like they know their audience. I, I think this is going to be a good book. And if I were a store, I think I would be excited for this book to sell and recommend uh, for magic players and that the idea that they're putting magic cards in it is just like print money come on <laughs> yeah um i i think it's it'll be interesting to see now would you go for it now this is a hasbro property are you do you want to see boom wind up with things like gi joe and transformers and, and others as opposed um, to it's currently at it's at idw do you do you or do you care do i care like do, who who publishes? Like, do you want to see? Do you want to see the other? Would you be happy if the the okay? Currently, um, IDW is printing a lot of the Hasbro properties. Now it's broken loose. Uh, Boom is publishing Magic. Do you want to see more of them go to Boom, or does it matter? Um, I mean, for the sake of the property, I want it to be into the hands of the best publisher possible. There you go. Right. So, if IDW is not handling the property correctly then sure, I don't want to see it there. I don't know if, I don't read those books, so I don't know. Um, 
I certainly don't like what IDW is doing with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So right. I I would really like to see that that go. But ultimately, yeah, I would just like to see the publishers do well with it. Um, I think Boom right now has more of my confidence than IDW. So I think that's good for Magic. Um, and you know, you know what? As a as a capitalist, you know, I'm all about the competition. I think competition raises people's games. So hopefully, if if Boom starts doing really successful with licensed comics, it's going to force IDW to be like, "Yo, we can't be sleeping on this." You know, we gotta be doing our A game on these books. Yeah, I think uh, a couple questions here. I'll get your take on it too. Um, first, is Heroes Reborn supposed to be filler for the publisher transition? I don't think it started that way, but it seems like it's ending up a little bit that way. I think, uh, but. Heroes are born will end in June and then it rolls into heroes return, which will roll into July, but then they still got August and September to cover before they get to October. So it's a, as I mentioned in a video earlier today, I think that's going to be a really awkward period for the company. Yeah. It's uh, it does not feel good. How about Ash, what do you think about this? So um, I've seen this, uh, this mentioned a few times, the invincible cartoon. First off, are you watching it? I did. I am. I, I am all caught up. Have you noticed the uh, that the and it, it's true the the sales of the comic series the back issues like there's there's a heavy renewed interest in that that comic. Yep, just like Walking Dead when yeah. the, when the show came out. Um, I, I that brings it to people's attentions, and I think people who buy comics, people who get off their butt and walk into comic book stores, I think that they all watch this sort of stuff. I mean, it's sort of the target audience is to get the geek crowd. And even if they're not buying Invincible Comics, you tell them, hey, there's a comic book. There's a show coming out that's an adaptation of a comic book. And they go, oh, their ears perk up. What's this, Invincible? I've heard of this book, but it really was never anything I read. Oh, but it's cool that they're making it into a show. I'm going to check it out. And I'm guilty of this. I had no interest in checking out The Boys. Then I saw the TV show, and I was like, huh, this is good. I'm going to check more about this comic. And then, you know, so I, I think it brings attention to something and people realize always, oh, you know, cause we talk, you talk about this all the time yeah. and you're doing it right now. There are so many comics that come out. It's a literal deluge of oh, yeah. comics week after week. People don't know what to get. <laughs> They're just like, uh, it's like a pinata. Things are just falling down. It's like, grab whatever I can. Oh, it's, it's too much. Absolutely. <laughs> it's too much. Um, I mean, we're on page three of six. We finally got to DC. Um, anything on this list? That and I, I've got to say, the the crime syndicate cover there. Uh, that's Jim Chung who's doing that. That's cool. Yeah, um, great artist. Why is Superwoman attacking that way? Like, like she that is not the most defensible leap. <laughs> that that is not how I would choose to fight Ultraman. Right there. I'm I'm not not trying to put that in anybody's head but that is a terrible fighting position yeah uh, (laughs) i i I can't you know sometimes perch sometimes the camera when you pause the video just just stops on an awkward moment yeah oh wait this was illustrated never mind yeah purposely so i don't know well unless you know, uh, unless uh, it, it, it was it was traced from a from a still. That, that there, could, oh, there we go. Craig Land pose, as Goose James says. Yeah, yeah. I I I just I I shouldn't. I mean, I just it's very distracting. Like I, I that's that is not how you fight. But anyway, um, it's it's the little things. 
Uh, anything else on that? I mean, Green Lantern number one. I am I am interested. Kind of the the rubber meets the road. Uh, Jeff Thorne's Green Lantern. Uh, there's been so much back and forth. He's been on the show several times. I, I'm I'm a believer in his pitch. What he said. So I I think um, I, I want to see it for myself. I'm anxious to it. I know a lot of people uh, either read the bleeding cool article about how he hates Hal Jordan. He doesn't, or uh, this uh, this cover with Teen Lantern. But what do you, what are you excited for that book or any of the other books here on this list? Uh, I was so you you know. I yeah. dumped I dumped DC back in November, right? Um, because I had heard about the future state, and I was all upset about it. And I was like, "Oh, you guys are basically canceling your line for two months, and then, oh, then you don't know what you're, you don't know if you're going back. You're going to do this new thing. Oh, it's and then we finally got revealed that it's Infinite Frontier and it's the Omniverse. And I was like, I'm not wasting my time. You guys are tearing down your universe, and I'm not going to sit around for four or five months giving you money." to quit in March. I'm just going to drop it now. Mm-hmm. But I thought about it over and over and as time was going on and Batman restarted and, you know, Jorge Jimenez is one of my favorite artists. Yeah. And I do like what Tynan was doing. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'll keep the Batman books. Maybe I'll keep buying the Batman until it, until it pushes me off. And then of course the five ninety nine controversy drove me nuts and i was like let's oh, screw this dc i'm not paying you six dollars for your stupid books um and it, it just the more i look at the big picture the more the writing is on the wall do you remember um back when like cb sabolsky had to take over and sure. we were like making fun of marvel for various things and one of the things we used to make fun of all the time is how they didn't have any comics in the double digits like everything was a number one Right. Take a look at this list. Only two comics. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's insane, right? I mean, I mean, some of the higher numbered things we have here are are in the double uh, digits. Everything yeah. is, is so that that's another thing that like it's a red flag that I'm just like I don't want to be all comics expensive. There's already lots of comics that I don't necessarily buy that I know are actually pretty good. Like we talked AWA. All the books I've read from AWA were actually decent and pretty good. I'm not not buying the books because they're bad, but it it's like a sports team. Like only so many things can make the cut. I don't have infinite resources or space, so I pick and choose. You've you've got to make the cut and got to work harder to this to make my cut. Other people may not care, and that's fine. Everyone, you know, it's your wallet. But this bothers me, and I'm just hoping the dust will settle. Um, I don't, I don't want to support this. This feels all combobulated. These books don't necessarily feel like they're connected to each other. I, I don't really know what crime syndicate's going to have to do with the whole greater DC universe or what next Batman has to do with anything. Does anyone really care about a man bat book? Like it, it's tough because on one hand, there's some new kind of daring ideas in here and I appreciate that, but it, it, it is. I think some people are saying in the chat as well. It, it feels like the company still hasn't gotten its footing yet. It's it feels, and you said discombobulate. I think it's it's it feels like they're still kind of fishing for an anchor. And it's uh, it, it it. I mean, you you point out the numbering. I mean, it's actually only Batman one hundred and seven has the big number. The next one down is Far Sector, which is number eleven of twelve. It's just it's it. 
there, there's, they're still lacking a common thread, and maybe the maybe Infinite Frontier number one does it. It's just, it's, it's, it's tough, but uh, it's, it, it's very tough to see. Right, uh, and guys, I'm not actually picking on any of these books in particular, such as like well, someone posted in chat about Man Bat's good. I don't actually know if it's good, but I'm talking about from a marketing standpoint. Yeah. My my theory on comics is you got to build your your core. You you should be doing a, an eight like a a top selling Batman, a Superman, a Wonder Woman book, at minimum, maybe a Justice League, a Flash. These books should all be doing really solid, firing on all cylinders, nice and tuned, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you go, hey, let's have an experimental. Let's let's maybe got a good idea for a Man Bat series. If that were the case, I would be a hundred percent on board and be like, cool. But when it's, your stuff's all in the air and no one, that's not the time to be like, let's do all these crazy ideas. <laughs> yeah, no, they agree. They need their anchor. And and clearly that anchor is, is your floor, as people are saying. But um, <laughs> speaking of anchor, well, I mean, also somebody in the chat mentioned a rise number one from Heavy Metal Magazine will be interesting to see. I'm, I'm curious how that all, all comes out with them. But uh, speaking of companies' anchors, um, Dynamite, our gallery of the week, uh, although... It's 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 a it's kind of a it's a weak it's a weak week. Um, hey, can I pause um, you for a sec? Yeah. Can you, can, are you able to go back on that slide? Oh, people are going to hate you, but sure. I mean, we'll come back to this slide. Yeah. Heavy yeah. metal magazine. Yeah. Take a look at two of those. Look at those books. Chasing yeah. the Dragon number two. Rise. Look at the prices. Three ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Yeah. As as at the comic book store, these are full magazine size oh, format. Sure. Glossy cover. Well-produced books, and they're that price. Why are DC Comics five ninety nine? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's the price is too high. Um, these are big books. Yeah, big Rise, dimensions. Rise like, is a very big book uh, at two ninety nine. That's uh, yeah, it's it's too it's too I high. I was shocked. I was like expecting it to have a seven ninety nine cover price when I picked it up off the stand, and I was like, "What's? Yeah. The, I, I think it was the other one, Chasing Dragon." I was like, three ninety nine. It's, what the heck? It just made me mad, though, for more. I was like, I, yeah, not going to yeah. put up with this. Anyways, go ahead. Go back to the slide people want to see. <laughs> such such aggravation. Like I said, it's not the best week. I mean, Zombie Tramps really kind of, as, as we say, this is only a 2.5 Sanjis out of 5 today, uh, which all of like three people in the chat will get that reference. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, I mean, we had to go outside of Dynamite to give you a sense of how much Dynamite is uh, is not holding it up this week so anyway yeah sorry pervs this is this is what we got that's a that's a rough week for cheesecake yeah it it do you <laughs> you know i i think we've done uh we've had this conversation before and i i we've had some guests and i mean in particular i was struck by the uh, the one earlier this week it was a long interview but if if uh if people heard it you know pat shand who worked for xenoscope uh, talked about how there was this perception, you know, Xenoscope had the pervy covers and he struggled with that for a while. It's, it's a good part of the, uh, it's a very good, good part of that interview. But do you, does, does this stuff turn you, <laughs> let's see, I want to phrase this right. Does this turn you off or does this, is this something that would bring you into buying a book? Uh, I'm not a cheesecake guy. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily, it, it does turn me off in the sense that it's not my cup of tea. Yeah, but it, it it doesn't turn me off and like, oh, I'm offended. That shouldn't exist. You know, it's more of like, I don't want to read. I don't want to read comics about people sitting in a coffee shop talking either, you know, like 
Yeah, you're going to hate the new Robin book that we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I, so it's cool. Like, I get it. These have been around before I started collecting comics. I'm, I'm glad they bring people into comics. Um, I mean, I'm, I, I, I have fond memories, actually, of going to San Diego Comic-Con back in the 90s. And there'd be, like, whole sections uh, in the in like the dealer's room and stuff of of all the little underground like cheesecake yeah. guys that are doing you know essentially the xenoscopes of today like sure. just the, whoever was doing Vampirella back then and like you know that was it it had its thing and I was like cool and look I like looking at the female body I'm 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 a guy sure. um what was I saying I, I had this conversation with someone else the other day and I was like look I love bacon and I love hamburgers, but I don't ever put bacon on my hamburgers. I like them separate. I enjoy them individually. Oh, that's crazy talk right there. I know it's crazy talk. Some people, but I don't like mixing them. Um, and that's the best know. way I can put it. I, I wonder if people are like, if, whoops, here we go. Um, if people are coming into the show right now and they've just joined, they're probably very confused why they're seeing butts on the screen. But uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> it is. It is what it is. This 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 was probably the most I have like these are the alt covers for Dynamite, the first two on the left there. And this is like the most it it gets. Um yeah, it 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 was like I said, is a is a quiet week. Um and then old action labs and xenoscope taking up the last two. But uh anyway, there's your dynamite pervert gallery of the week. Uh let's let's get back to here. Um how about uh, pervert books? How about this? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> This is a Bill Sienkiewicz, uh copy uh, of this cover. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm getting that name right. I, or I'm pretty sure this is Sienkiewicz that was done here. I know it's a it's an homage, um, but I, and this conversation went on Twitter. But when an artist does an homage like this, should they say something on the cover? Because this Eric Larson kind of came out to defend why he wouldn't. Or he he doesn't need to to mention it's a but it it's still it it feels like you should put something like after St. Kevin or it feels like you should, right? Um unless you're outright plagiarizing, I don't necessarily yeah. I well, I don't think you have to. I don't think you have I, to. I still would because look, anytime you get part of your creative uh, ideas or your work is is inspired or you know somewhat you're, you're standing on the shoulders of giants you should credit down you mm -hmm. it, it, it's silly to be like you know hey look i'm doing this homage cover you know like the famous the most famous homage cover is probably the spider-man 300 that thing is done to death if mm. you don't i mean i guess everyone now knows it's mcfarlane but to not say you're copying mcfarlane is silly because that's you wouldn't have been doing this cover had he not done that work yeah, it's true. And to me, it seems kind of jerky to be like, I don't need to credit. This is me. No, it's not you. I it, I, I always feel like it's it's you, you should put it on there somewhere. Just just again, you don't have to, but I feel like it's the right thing to do. I don't know. Yeah, it is the right thing to do. But I am also not about the whole cancel culture because you. No, do, no. You know? I, I think if you don't do it, it's your choice. I think you shouldn't. You know, you people shouldn't be coming after you with torches or any of that bullshit. But I mean, you you should. I don't know. It is an interesting bit. Um, Nottingham is a good title. I, I would say Mad Cave's putting that out. Um, I like Nottingham number one, so I'm curious about number two. Um, anything else on this list? We talked about Geiger a little bit. There's Noctera number two. Commanders in Crisis number seven. 
which now says of 12. I don't remember if that was always listed as a mini series, but um, it's kind of nice to know that one will end. That didn't, that didn't uh, yeah, I'm of the image books. Um, Firepower, obviously, Geiger. Noctera right. is good. I'm very much enjoying uh, Noctera. And I'm very happy with what I mean. I'm not getting it personally, but I'm I'm a supporter of the Walking Dead Deluxe. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's a great thing for people to maybe miss because a lot of people missed out on Walking Dead in the beginning. And here's a chance to kind of jump in and have a regular book and follow it, get to see it in color, maybe get some you know new covers and some little additions added to it. Yeah, um, I think that's a good thing to do. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm a very big fan of Image Comics. They're probably the company I buy the most books from these days. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I mean, they're putting out a lot of good stuff there. How about uh, Spider-Man next Or sorry, Spider-Man. Marvel next week is all about King of Black coming to an end. We got Amazing Spider-Man, Avengers. I think this is the final of the Phoenix Tournament is next week. So we, we I'm pretty sure uh, this is the end. Um, we got a, I mean... Yeah, this is very little on the X. We get Excalibur and Marauders, um, but of course they're they're heading toward their their dinner party. How about here? Any anything we talked about King and Black already? But anything else you're getting on here? Um, uh, same thing for those in the chat. I mean, oh Venom, yeah. I, I get all the Donny Kate stuff. Uh, Venom has been fantastic. I'm not even a Symbiotes guy. I've never. I I, I Venom is one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. But ever since they turned him into an anti-hero, I was like, meh. It never never worked for me. And it took 12 issues of the main series to convince me to jump on. And now I'm perturbed because those are, a lot of those issues are expensive. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I want to get those issues. I got the, the trades, and that's fine for reading. But I'm like, oh, I wish I had collected these because Donny Cates reinvented this character. Mm -hmm. I think he did for Venom what some classic creators before him have done for other books, like what Frank Miller did for Daredevil or uh, Simonson did for Thor. He, 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 or, you know, uh, Vendetta, uh, Venditti did for Hawkman. There's certain, I think, runs that sometimes take a character to a new point, a new level and help them kind of uh, transcend what they were. And I think Venom now has what he was missing. The same thing, like what Daredevil okay, had, yeah. what he was missing. Um, I'm not trying to say the Venom run is equivalent to the, the Frank Miller Daredevil run. I'm only simply trying to say that sometimes a creator can come along and just add that extra 10% that was missing before to make the character feel complete and compelling and not just, you know, to me, Daredevil before Frank Miller is just not interesting to me. Um, mm -hmm. And same thing with Venom. And now with the whole, how he's redone what the symbiotes really are, his the whole having a son and dealing with his life like he just turned eddie brock into a much more three-dimensional character and not just a guy who hates spider-man which was fine as a villain but to carry your own book it didn't ever work for me it's it's interesting to see of our comics up here the ones because to your point earlier about you know longer runs amazing spider-man's on 63 that's kind of our winner of the highest numbered titles then you got immortal hulk in there um, you have Avengers kind of 44 and 45 and then like runaways is in the top five of ongoing books. It, 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 it doesn't feel as weird as, as DC, but it's still, it's, it's striking how. Is it really top five? I thought that well, book was barely selling. 
No, 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 of numbering, of numbering. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, oh. don't be insane, Sorry. sir. No, <laughs> don't be You've insane. You've been drinking your whiskey. I uh, have been drinking too much. Yes, that, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you are clearly yeah, I, out of your mind, yes. Well, uh, th that seems a simple explanation to me. It's the same reason why Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur went on forever, even though its numbers were catastrophic. Hmm. This is a subsidized book. Certain well, books are not are uncancelable. Well, because Moon Girl was getting a bunch of sales through Scholastic and other places. There, there were actually sales somewhere, but uh, uh, that wasn't the case with with many of the others. But yeah, yeah your point is well taken. Yeah. Didn't didn't run away. Well, I guess it's been a while now. But I was like, didn't run away. Even have a TV show. It did once upon a time, but <laughs> I, I mean, it not not it doesn't now. And I think I don't know that that book's going anywhere with trades and things, at least from what I've seen. But uh, but anyway, um, digital buys. You know, people are talking about it is definitely uh, you know digital adds some money. It's just still so low. I mean, digital flatlined and then decreased a little bit recently. It's it's tough. Yeah. Um... Here, let's uh, let's. We're, we're the, the problem with these books is there's there's so goddamn many of them. Um, finally, we're we're at the end here. There's that Xenoscope. People are asking. Here's Tales of Terror Quarterly. That was uh, the the lady with a hat earlier in uh, in Blade Runner. The guy's hanging out in a some kind of construction vehicle. That's good. No, let's say cab. What am I saying? Uh, construction vehicle. Lose <laughs> my nerd card there. Um, yeah, it looks like you picked the right. That looks. Is that the Sid Bead cover? Yes. Yeah, good man. Yes, not that I get. I get all. I collect all the Sid Mead covers. I this is a book that I get. Um, Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty twenty nine is not as good as twenty nineteen, but it's it's still good. The art is good. Um, it takes a lot for me to buy a spinoff or a tie in book. I'm not a big license guy, um, but I Blade Runner is cool. Um, yeah. All this brings us to this. So there's 87 new comics out next week, not counting uh, Oni and uh, and some others, but that's 87. That's seven less than last week. That's nice. 25 publishers in that mix. A few less. Because uh, a couple of publishers are doing this thing where they just dump everything at the end of the week now. Uh, there's how it breaks down with the four biggest ones, Marvel, DC, Image, Boom, and Dark Horse have the same amount that they're putting out. And only 17 number one issues next week. Um. Only, is, 17. <laughs> only seventeen. Only <laughs> wow. seventeen. Yeah. I yikes, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. That and so it's so this is I think this is eventually gonna bite. I mean it's it is biting them in the ass right now. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I think that they just don't they're not able to, to correlate the the you know what's causing the, the issues and they are in denial. And I think that the number ones do give them short-term gain. Mm -hmm. that, I mean, they can prove like, look, look how many we sold of this number one. It's like, yeah, but look at the drop-off on your number two. And the drop-offs are getting bigger and bigger. Um, and you can see this. I mean, we have, we have you do great analysis work on your videos. Like you did the, um, the wasp, uh, the unstoppable wasp where they, yeah. they literally just stopped it and then rebooted it with the same exact creative team. And you can see the numbers variation, like on the second volume was greater than the first. So like it was a bigger failure. You're not improving anything. You're just getting worse. And if you did a third volume, it probably would be worse again and worse again. And if you keep going and eventually the diminishing returns 
become so great that it that you just collapse and marvels just feels like it's floundering like a drowning person in the water and at some point there's not going to be anything to grab onto we talk about anchors and things and this is disconcerting to me as a fan of the medium and the genre and the hobby like this isn't good this is not healthy the number ones I get it. I, I get that you need to show some reports to your superiors, like, look at how many we sold and you keep your job. Mm, but yeah. you need to have some long-term vision too, because eventually you're not going to be able to do this forever. You know, like it's, it's going to collapse. And when you launch a book and a number one only sells like 20,000 issues, then what do you do? Yeah. It's, it's, it's true. It's a, it's a, you know, and, and I see people have looked at this and gone, well, you know, a lot of those are one shots, but no, actually a lot of them are not. It's these, these are, you know, this is kind of what you describe. It's this, it's an approach that is believed to be a way to kind of work the market where you you throw out a number one, you do a little bit of press, you put some variant covers on it, you spike a big number, you immediately then forget about it with all of your marketing and you let that creative team just kind of flounder to death while you then focus on another number one. And it it's it, it, what we're seeing, what you see year over year is that acceleration to the relaunch is getting faster and faster and faster until the point where it's gonna be very common for a book to be relaunched multiple times in a year. That's, that's where it's headed, which, yeesh. Anyway, there yeah. you go. It's sad. It's uh, I I do. Somebody said in the chat. I thought you wanted more. I do absolutely want more comics. I but I'd like them to then keep going. I don't, I don't I don't just want them being thrown out. And and in fairness, you know, more comics are better. It's just we've got to work on ways to uh, you know to market them. A lot of the well, comics I think, on the list will disappear. I think everyone. I think it should be a given that we want quality. Like yeah, yes, we want more comics. But the unspoken part behind that is we want them to be good. We don't we want, want just stuff barfed good. out and nonsense. Like, I want them to be good. I, I want people to care about it. I want, I want people to not forget about them after issue one. Like keep keep marketing issue two. If you if you went to all the trouble of getting creative team on a book with a pitch and everything else, you know, let's let's commit for a year and, and keep it going. So. I don't know. If, I mean, I, I, I believe I could. I, th I think you'll agree with me on this and that we want comics to succeed. But we don't want them to succeed for no reason. We want them to succeed because they deserve to succeed. Yeah, absolutely. We want to be able to look at it and go, oh, look, these are quality books. And look, people are responding. And so it succeeds. Like, we don't want it to succeed just because. We don't want to see some no. gimmick no, and, no. and, and yeah. have some trashy book selling huge numbers. And we go, look, success. This awful book is raking in the dough. That That's not a win. No, and that was why I, I often cringe. People talk about, ah, if we could go back to the 90s, to me, a lot of, and there were good things in the 90s. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Vertigo has a lot of my love, and, and many other comics were doing good things in the 90s. But part of what I remember was the, hey, this, this foil cover has a bullet hole in it. We actually punched a hole through the comic, all the way through the comic. It's hilarious. But that, that kind of stuff was the gimmick of the cover and whatever it was being bundled with was all anybody focused on and the inside of the book could could have been nothing and that that was a terrible time but anyway all good no bacon on burgers though i i, I don't know that's that's weird <laughs> it is weird i know because bacon bur like it's like the most pop it's probably the most popular love thing but the only way i can explain that is i love bacon so much and i love burgers so much that i don't want to share them 
with each other. Like I, I need them individually. So if I, if I go to a place that makes bacon burgers, I just like put the bacon on the side. Yeah. Um, okay. And All right. I, that's I, what they I... need to do is make a burger place that has, instead of fries, you can just get a thing of bacon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Now you, you're, you, you're, I'm with you. Okay. You've gotten onto the right track here. So you can just go in and like, what if they, you got like a, a burger and fries, but instead of fries, it's just a bag of bacon. Yeah. Like, or imagine like, you know, the little okay. cardboard thing that the fries get stuffed into just a okay. bunch of bacon sticking out of that. All right. This is uh, I think we can get behind this. That's a, if you could pick like salad fries or just a big thing of bacon, or maybe just a, a bag full of like butter. And then another, I'm, I'm kidding. No, uh, but anyway. a big thing of butter, <laughs> butter, butter, bacon wrapped butter. It's uh, it's I, Stick I remember, of butter, wrap some bacon around it. Absolutely. I, I, there's, there's pictures. I'll put it in some, I'll put it up on, on the community channel, on the, on the, in the channel, but uh, many trips in Japan, Japan does this thing where, and you could Google this, like, look for massive burger Tokyo or massive burger Japan. And they do this thing where they've got like two buns and like 24 patties of meat just stacked in this giant, you know, jughead like look looking burger. <laughs> and then they'll advertise it like eat like an American <laughs> burger. And it's like, it, it's, it's some funny stuff, but anyway. Um, oh, that's right. They, they somebody saying is this is absolutely is happening. Krispy Kreme in Tokyo has donuts that they cut in half and then put like 20 slices of, uh, of bacon and beef in there. And then they just try and kill you. And it's, it's absolutely true. You can look at Google. Uh, you will absolutely see this stuff. It is out of it. It's a, this it's is a, in Japan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is what kills me about the Japanese. They will sit there and make fun of Americans all day long oh, yeah. about, about the stuff that we do. You can't get that in America. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I'm it, going to Japan it, and you're doing this and you're making fun of me. <laughs> Come on, Japanese. Come on. I'm I'm so excited to get the the rest of the interview up. That was you saw the brief clip from that uh, that mangaka interview on uh, yesterday in April Fools. There there is some hysterical stuff in there. There's <laughs> there there definitely somebody put in the comments that uh, oh the subtext here was that we're coming to take your business and it's like eh, <laughs> that was said at a different time during the interview. It's it's very funny. Anyway, <clears throat> um, all right, so. A lot of channels have talked about this, and I, I don't. We, there's more fun things to talk about than this thing. But you, I'm assuming you've seen this this DC round robin, right? I, I did. In fact, I do a story time stream Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I chat before I read comics. And we talked about this one last night. And uh, everyone's done the rounds. I, I I absolutely watched you and Wes before. Um, this is the, this is a great topic. I mean, how can you ignore this? This is the, thank you for. Thank you, DC, for giving us YouTubers great content to work with because this is crazy. Why? Pardon, my, pardon me, children. Why the fuck would you do this? <laughs> I, I, it, it, it's weird because, and, and, you know, I have many, many friends at DC. I want DC to succeed. There's several titles on here I definitely would pay for and buy. Um, this is the, the weirdest possible way to to do this. I, I it feels like it has nothing but downside to it. Um, and and it was uh, on every level. Like, why would you launch this tournament that has things in there that you know people are going to be like, wait, what? Why would you launch that the day before April Fool's Day? You you have to assume people are thinking you're you're putting them on. That is true. The timing is kind of weird, but. Like, 
I think a lot of people don't honestly think about April Fools. I, I see people putting big news stories out on April Fools or companies like actually on and like this is a serious story you did on on April Fools. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, it, um, it, but okay, it's internet driven, right? So mm -hmm. it's it's basically and but by the way, go to dc.com, look at the rules for this, and just try and digest what is going on because they tell you that this thing is on Instagram for limited window voting. It's on Twitter, but it's unclear if those polls are you actually mean anything or not. It it that maybe. Maybe that's real, or maybe it's counting, or maybe it isn't counting. And then there's something on the DC Unlimited. Like there is this, it 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 makes no sense the the voting for this, but it's it's definitely playing to the internet crowd. But but why? I mean, uh, well, uh, one word: bloodbath. Two words: uh, rehired replacements. Yeah. Um, like I, I think that DC hired a bunch of people that don't know what they're doing <laughs> and are running the company. Um, I mean, I said this a long time ago when, when Daniel Cherry got mm -hmm. hired, that this is a bad deal. And I know you were very optimistic or at least well, open-minded. I mean, that's a better, you, know, you were very open-minded about him. I was, I was. And, I and that's background. fair to be. I'm not criticizing yeah. you. He needs a I, background. You need somebody with marketing background for God's sake. I <laughs> am a big cynic so i jumped on the i jumped on the cynical side i believe i i believe i happened to be right this time not i'm not well, right certainly I'm, looking that way yeah i mean um do you, i when you hire people look here's the thing i i've been a big fan of entertainment media all my life um, i'm a huge movie buff and one of the things i learned about the hollywood is it, this is like a rule if you when you hire people who don't respect the source material when you see a movie that's an adaptation of a previous work, whether it's a book, a video game, a comic book, whatever, when the people doing the adaptation do not respect the source that it came from, almost inevitably, without fail, the, the movie sucks. Like, it just, it's like a rule. Like, you'd almost think that Hollywood would be like, this has to be, we have to at least get someone that, was, that has to be the foundational place we start we can't get someone yeah. who but they don't they never put two and two together they think oh we can just adapt it and do Very whatever weird. we want and yeah. it it never never works if you disrespect the material you're working with you're inevitably going to destroy it and i feel like this is what's happening with comics dc went and hired an activision god activision one of the worst video game companies super corporate destroys every property that they're on and they hired a marketing guy from there whose biggest well, thing that he has is promoting woke culture. I'm like, the writing was on the wall to me. And not everyone's going to agree with me on this. But, yeah. well, the one thing that is true is the guy did not come from comics. And the true. one thing DC was desperately needing, the one reason why a lot of people were calling for the firing of Dan Didio is because Dan Didio was like that. He wasn't a comics guy first. And yeah. every time he involved himself in creation... It showed like he wanted to change DC from its roots because he didn't respect the source material. And that's the problems that Dan did. And so they fired him and everyone cheered and said, yay, it's great. And I think you had done videos on this saying, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, well, always. I mean, that's a cynic. You know, we can always, no matter how bad you think something is, it can be worse. But yeah. yeah. And so this is, that's my internal explanation. Well, okay, I don't so necessarily know, but I'm going to throw out a, a counterpoint to that. Uh, 
in comics, we have a lot of people who've been in there way too long. And they they have, yes, they've been in the business forever, but they've made a lot of the same mistakes and they kind of travel from company to company and everything else. And I do think there's a strong argument that you should get somebody in with, you know, with some new blood because in many cases, I mean, you know, Bob Harris went from company to company and uh, that wasn't the best thing in the world. And so I think it's a good idea, especially if you're marketing in comics. And let's be honest, the marketing for most big companies is terrible. Getting somebody from outside. Yeah, I, I definitely see the wisdom of that. Do, do you, don't you think don't you think getting somebody from outside can be useful? Yes. Absolutely, it can be. But like we talked about earlier, or at least I was talking about, like if you're firing on all cylinders and you're Batman and you're Superman and you're Wonder Woman or good solid books and they're doing well and people are liking them, yeah. then you can start exploring other avenues and experimenting and stuff. If you're running your comic book business and you're publishing good books and people are liking at least you know the, your core of what you're doing, I think then you bring on someone maybe potentially like Daniel Cherry and say, hey, give us additional avenues that we're not currently doing. But you, if, you, if you're not even functioning as a comic book company, if you, it, bringing on Daniel Cherry, what's that going to do? You, you have to at least crawl before you can run. Well, I, DC I, doesn't seem to understand even how to do comics anymore. I, well, I, I, I well, think... Okay, that, I mean hyperbolic, but... No, no, but I, I it... It's funny because I see a lot of good efforts and we have we've had, you know, Jeff Thorne was on this show a while ago. And if you listen to him, here's a guy who clearly like mm -hmm. whether you like him, don't like him, like his stories or anything else. Nobody, I think, could argue that he does not know comics. He's he he can he, he can instantly point to uh, storylines from 30 years ago and comics he loved. And he, I mean, he he clearly knows it. Certainly. I think there's a lot he's making no decisions. Well, yeah, so we're getting, yeah, exactly. So the, you've got a bunch of people at DC who I think are like that, but then it's not it's not coming together in any kind of cohesive picture, like we mentioned earlier. And then we get stuff like this, which for the moment, put down, I know JLQ kind of screams out at everybody, but I, I, I there's there's no way where this can possibly have a good outcome. And and here's why. You've got you've got 16 books, right? Is that how many books we've got here? Yeah, 16. And the immediate message is, here are 16 books. We do not have enough confidence to publish. But right. if you vote for one of them, I guess we'll squeeze it out. Yeah. When I look at this, I, what I, I see two things. Number one, I see, oh, it's March, March Madness, tournament calendar. This is a kind of an interesting way to engage fans. Which is? Uh, I bra think bravo on that aspect. Yeah. Okay. We're then I see your point. Wait a minute. Why so, are none of these are things that you would probably do because you have no ideas? Yeah. And or these are your ideas and you're like, uh, which one of these doesn't suck the most? Pick one. Like, well, yes, it's, it, it's, it's cringy. You 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 basically tell everybody we don't have confidence in any of these things. But here's some remnant pitches that one of them you can save from destruction. That's not motivating to any of these. And then on top of that, you're asking people to kind of get emotionally attached to some of these where 15 of the 16 are going to fail. So now you're just, in addition to already sending a message, you don't trust these, these comics, you're telling them that, hey, if you're a fan of, uh, you know, one of the, one of these, <laughs> 15 of you are going to be disappointed. 
out of the 16. So sorry for that. It's it's just on every step, it's it feels like you're steering into pissing people off. Sure. And here's another thing. Some of these pitches, there's at least two or three of these pitches where I'm like, hey, these are actually there could be some good. There's ones. something there's something to this. This is we could build off this. I see, but when I look at this, it's mostly a train wreck. And so when we did our thing last night, we did over this. I was picking, I was like, I just want to let's vote instead of the vote for the one we want to see, let's vote for what we think would be the biggest train wreck. Yeah. Let's let's try to see because that's what I'm gonna vote for. Well, this is so ludicrous to me that I want to pick the biggest potential train wreck because I want to see the train wreck published. It's it's just yeah, and I, I fear and that's not good for DC. No, no, that's not a good. It's plan. good for the trolls, but not DC. Why why can't you do there? There's a million ways you could have done this better. And and one you know first off, what if instead of doing it this way, you say, hey, we are publishing these 16 stories. There's gonna we're gonna bring back uh, DC Comics Presents or something like that. There's going to be every month is going to be one of these stories. Um, for one of these 16 stories, Jim Lee is going to draw it. So you vote for the one that Jim Lee is going to draw because these stories are all going to begin in November. Yes, now, that, that I, is a great idea. <laughs> see, now you're, you're basically sending a message to the creative community. Hey, we are going to take these, these pitches. You're done. We weren't just kind of getting you to do something that we're going to then mock in public and throw away. Two, uh, you can fall in love with all of these comics because you're going to see all of them in some fashion. Three, your vote is going to actually get a superstar artist onto the book, and that is going to be fun. So you you know, but but none of that is negative. It's all, it's all you're going to get something. It's it just, I don't know. This just drives me nuts because it feels like, and then okay, elephant in the room. So the JLQ, um, the majority of people, at least I know, uh, who I've taught were in in the, the the queer community were pissed at this for a variety of reasons. It was uh, kind of just leveraging the name for cheap publicity, it felt like, because they put it up against a Batman book, which has a higher chance of winning because of the popularity of Batman. It's like everybody, like, like you're not, you're not pleasing anyone. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Yeah. It, it, in every aspect, this feels like one of those things that maybe if you spent five minutes thinking about it it you know like you sat in a room and maybe I'm, I'm making shit up completely but like i'm just imagining okay quick everyone coming to daniel's office we got this idea we're going to do this thing five minute little pitch da, da, da. oh yeah sounds great boss we're gonna go with it and when you don't actually sit and think about it maybe but like yeah. like you said it falls apart as soon as you have any sort of critical thinking or scrutiny towards it and the, the the solution that you did, or not necessarily a solution, but the variant idea of, you know, here's 16 great ideas. Which one does Jim Lee do? That is yep. like on the right track. That's exactly no, it, uh, it, something you should do. Uh, it, and, and the fact that they didn't sit like, just did you spend an hour, guys, over there at D.C.? Did you at least spend an hour in a conference room thinking and, and spitballing? Or or if you did, is your is your is your is your uh, corporate environment so bad that people are afraid to throw countering ideas or dislike something that you can't have anything criticized? Because this is how stupid ideas get pushed in the corporate world. No. Is that some boss guy says, we're going to do this. And everyone goes, yeah, sounds great, boss. You're a genius. Because everyone is a yes man. They're afraid to criticize anything because it's a hostile, you know, 
corporate culture. And that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. I'm imagining at least. Let's, I, I will give this, uh, I, I was talking to Joe about this and, and he pointed out something else that is, I think is very true here is that you've just relaunched some books. So you've just relaunched things like Suicide Squad. You've just relaunched Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing is a limited series by Ramby. Um, you're now saying, hey, why don't, you know, potentially here's a second Swamp Thing book that we're going to throw out when the first one is not even an ongoing book. And like, what does that say? What kind of message does that send? I, it's just, it's, it's all. That's crazy because you're right. Like the Swamp but, Thing was, was yeah. my, of all the pitches, the Swamp Thing was the one I thought was the best pitch. I, I, I think that one sounded good to me. I'd like to read that, but it, but then the, the, series you already launched in March. Mm -hmm. But is, that's what that's, do you a, that's if there wasn't that's the thing. Yeah. If there wasn't a swamp thing at all, it would even strengthen the pitch. But the wait a second, you, you can't have two swamp thing books. Well or you, you can, but what kind of message are you sending saying vote for this ongoing series and but also don't forget the one over there by Ramby who's one of our top talents we're trying to promote, but that's a limited series somehow. Like what what what, what are you doing? Come on, like, let's, let's be you, you can't have two Swamp Thing books. No, no, and you're not going to have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's not Batman. Swamp it's, Thing barely is lucky to get one. And it'll it'll come. He comes and goes. He gets pot. He gets hyped. And people are like, oh, yeah, we miss Swamp Thing. And then he'll be around for a while. And then people get tired of him. And he goes, he's not a, he's not a character that can be sustained indefinitely. I, I mean, proven that. I would buy two Swamp Thing books, but the market wouldn't support it. You're absolutely right. Yeah, the market. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, every book has its fans, and there are people who are like, give me a million of these, for sure. But, yeah. well, all right, on to the other drama. <laughs> so, Predator canceled to November, or delayed, I think is a better way to put it. Um, were you looking forward to Predator? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. That makes it that makes it easy. Um what do you what do you make? There's there's a lot of cancellations. There was a video about it earlier, but Predator being delayed. You have X Men on a two month hiatus. Uh, you've got a lot of delays. What do you what do you make? Like what do you make of all this? Um, well, Marvel just not knowing how to run their company. They've been proving this. Um, my inside gut is telling me this has to do a little bit with something with the recent change of going to random house publishing and distribution and, and different things. Um, but See, that's, that's my belief there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. I, Marvel just can, it, it's come to the point where it's been so many years now with Marvel, just dropping the ball that I see this and go, Oh, just another day at Marvel. Like <laughs> it doesn't, I have to believe that if you're if you're diamond and you're kind of looking at kind of what the landscape looks like, and then the Predator book was likely to be one of the top books of the month based on, I mean, I don't know, it had a, a large amount of variants, it was being hyped in a bunch of areas. That that was just a, in addition to Marvel leaving you, is kind of like them then stabbing you in the, they stabbed you in the back and then in the front. I had hey. heard something like they had over three hundred thousand in orders at the point. Yeah. Yeah, That's pretty I, good. I had heard it was really high, and um, I, I don't know. I didn't have the exact number, but I was hearing the numbers were coming in really, really high, and that would have been probably a, a positive for Diamond to get some cash, you know. But now it looks like everything's just going to get delayed until the Penguin Random House deal, which is uh, not not good. My other, my conspiratorial, my my tinfoil hat side makes me wonder where Marvel goes and. They get all these 
pre-orders and all this, you know, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. We actually need to make the book good now. Maybe yeah. maybe we should maybe we should pull it back and well. put some effort into this thing because we know what we're releasing. And when it goes out with that many numbers, we don't want this to fail because that's going to be egg on our face. Yeah. And I, so, that, I, I mean, mean, it's a good thing in some ways. That's possible. I mean, it hasn't stopped them before, but we <laughs> sure. But I mean, <laughs> if you if you launch a Predator book to say five hundred thousand sales, that's going to make a lot of attention drawn on that book. And then all oh, of a yeah, sudden, if true. it blows, if it really sucks, <laughs> and people hate it, and it's you know, and then it drops off on number two, you know, mm-hmm. back down to twenty thousand sales or something stupid, you know, like people may start getting fired, and you know, I, yeah. I've seen motivations like this before where people <laughs> looking out for number one. And like I said, that's just a tinfoil hat side of me. I don't necessarily know it's a case. It could, most likely it's the penguin random house thing, but it's, it's definitely possible. I, I, I mean, you know, I think definitely there, there may have been surprise at the interest that it had and that's causing them to rethink things. I, I still suspect this is put the money in the, in, you know, in the right place kind of thinking, but, but we'll see. Um, how, uh, uh, by the way, if everybody joining in the chat, first of all, thank you for coming. It's Friday and you're spending some time with us. Hope you're having a nice drink or food or whatever you want to do. Um, and if you feel like hitting the like button, you should do that. I'm supposed to ask for that, I guess. Um, help help defeat YouTube and hit like, apparently, is what uh, you're supposed to do. I, I I don't know. It None of it matters. but It is true. Clicking the like button is helping to defeat YouTube. So please yes. do it. Yes. And, and somebody from Google will send you money. <laughs> that is uh, that is what is good. Yes, um, and thank you for the the person who came in early and get that dislike out of the way right at the beginning. That's that's great. Um, all right, here's something. I, this is something a little bit new. So this is this is something fun for you, the chat. Why not? It's it's something fun. Okay, I love being a guinea pig. Let's do this. Yeah. So the question here is: Is this intentional or not? Meaning. <laughs> Was the writer intending to to do what they are saying here, or the artist? Was there a joke or not? Are you uh, are you ready? All right, let's do All this. All right, here we go. You tell me what what was the plan with this? Uh, let's see. <laughs> oh man. Uh, or awkward. Was the panel drawn funny? Was the artist? Did the artist get the script and like, yeah, okay? But then the letter had to be in on this. Like, what do you what do you think? <laughs> this is the best thing you've come up with since. Okay, I'm going to say unintentional. You're going unintentional. Okay. <laughs> I have to believe at some point during the process, like maybe the artist did it. You know, the script writer did their own thing. Uh, the artist then drew it, and I have to believe that at least the letterer came in and was like, <laughs> "Yeah, it could be <laughs> the letterer could be un 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 yeah." Especially because d- during this era, the Marvel, the Marvel way, a lot of times was to apply the scripting after the comic was already drawn. So yeah, getting a lot of a lot of intentionals there. She was cleaning herself, yes, uh, as I recall. So um, yeah, okay, <laughs> you ready? We got three of these. You ready for the next one? Yes. Okay, here we go. What do you think about this? <laughs> oh my god, Birch. I did not bring enough alcohol to the stream. You're not edited. Just to be clear, <laughs> there's no editing taking place. This is what they went with and printed. 
<laughs> God, I just tried it. I want it. I get accused. I, I want to be see the best in people. I want to assume that this was unintentional. Yeah. Uh, but I think this was unintentional. I, 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 I'm, I'm going with unintentional here. I think it's cause I think she's about to get attacked as I recall. And, um, I think it was meant to be kind of be drool, like a monster coming to, to get her. So I, I don't think, and I mean, you know how the colorist or during this time, how are they coloring, you know, clear liquid? I, I think this one, I think this one is, is more, it, it you know, dirty, <laughs> dirty mind later. Uh, I do, as Jamie points out, flish as the sound effect is uh, is a hell of a thing. And, yes. and this is not where I got this bit from. I promise. Whoops. Uh, here, comics out of context is a Twitter channel, and it is very funny. You'll get some good comedy out of that. But that's that's not where. But it, it's it's similar jokes. Uh, nothing is original. But anyway, so you're going uh, unintentional here. I'm going to go unintentional. Okay. All right. Last one. You ready? Uh huh. Okay. I like how I just have silent after there. God. <laughs> what have you gotten me into? This was um, made for kids. Uh, I'm going to... I have to go unintentional on this, but Jesus. So... <laughs> okay. Now... This is Archie, of course, and the girls got, I believe, uh, hit in the face with pies, I think was the context here. Um, yeah, the, the term is they were cream pied. They were cream pied, yes. But, you know, again, I've, keep in mind just comic creation. People are sitting there. They're, this is All these things were, were hand-drawn. There wasn't digital here. And people are um, are sitting there for hours drawing these panels up. And then sending them to an anchor, and then they're they're doing their thing, and then it's it's being lettered and colored. I mean, it, you have to believe that somewhere along the line, somebody's like, "Yeah, this looks like something." <laughs> I mean, yeah. on the plus side, it very much looks like pie. It does. It does. Well, but this also, in theory, this could be the you know the Archie crew meets Harvey Weinstein. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll stop with that. This is what happens when dynamite does not give you nearly enough covers. But, oh my goodness, that, anyway. that must be some good whiskey you got today, Perch. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I'm sure there's some innuendo. Perhaps there has to be, right? Like, I, I feel like it, or or some most innocent writers. Yeah, you know, just completely. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's crazy. These are great ones. This is comics, uh, folks. Okay. Well, we'll do this every week and see who we can embarrass in the future. Oh, wow. This is where I don't... Uh, Jeff oh, Jeff, Thorne, Jeff Thorne will, will be a great person to oh, do this with. Oh, absolutely. Oh, hey, Sean's in there. Here you go. Oh, dear God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Sean. I'm not even going to read his comment. All right. So some context for that. Uh, the video that went this morning, which is an excellent listen, it's it's more than an hour, but it's a great listen about uh, original comic art and commissions and everything else. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Sean Murphy, for coming in and chatting with us. A uh, lot of good wisdom there for uh, customers and, and creators both. 
Um, I think if you're a customer and you want to buy original art, go educate yourself. Go read that. It's, it, it, listen to it. It's, it's an hour. You, you'll definitely like it. Plus, Sean's awesome listening to. At any rate, during that video, we talk about um, commission requests, let's say, and, uh, and, and how sometimes they get a little weird. And then there's some comments about uh, Scotty Young, uh, not the artist, but people who might request that style that, um, yeah, that was, that was the most, <laughs> I had such a hard time at that point during the interview. <laughs> um, anyway, good to see you, Sean. Thank you again for, uh, for being with us uh, for the show this morning. It was, it was awesome. So we'll, we'll get rid of this and never talk about it again, um, except for next week when we do this uh, another time. Um, all right, Deadpool. Uh, seemingly the number one comic out right now, uh, in, in, from Shonen. Um, what do you think about this? Are you, first of all, do you, are you a My Hero Academia fan? Yes. Okay. Love My Hero Academia. I, I love that show. I think that's a, it's, it's such a good superhero. Uh, I mean, it, it is, it reminds it me is. a lot of superhero comics in the eighties. It is. It, it is Japan reminding america of what we should be doing like where we got lost in this it's real heroic characters who actually have real virtue not vainglory they're not just doing it to be the most badass look at me uh -huh. type of thing it's it's not pro wrestling scripts again not knocking pro wrestling just a, just a different thing uh -huh. it's about characters who just want to help people I have an ability and people need help and I have the ability to do it. It's a thing that made a lot of us in my generation fall in love with comics, AKA Spider-Man, great power comes great responsibility, doing the right thing. Um, and, and it's just good storytelling and it's good fun with characters that you love. I could go on and on about this, this manga. Um, I, I love it. And when I saw this, I was like, this has got to be April fool's. Yeah, I, it but was not. Uh, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It it is. Um, we'll get more to it. But so, My Hero Academia. I think one of the the barriers we've heard it in the chat before of people who struggle with getting into uh, to manga or to anime. I would say My Hero Academia is probably an easier one, especially if you're a fan of superhero comics in the '80s or, or during that time period. Um, I would guess you know My Hero Academia is one that that you will adapt to easier. They they get to the action quicker they have villains they have heroes it's it's a little bit more digestible for people outside of japan i think it it definitely um i i, I would i would check it out if you if you struggled with manga then mha is is probably a good entry for you it's 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 good and it will it will appeal to a lot of your comic sensibilities i would say yeah um but meanwhile um you know deadpool's being licensed over there we've got deadpool samurai and this is, uh, it's a manga that's running in Shonen Jump, which is, for the sake of this conversation, it's an anthology, let's call it, an ongoing, where you have a number of different stories in one uh, book. That I'm, I'm describing that badly, but for those of you who, who know this already, just roll your eyes at me a little bit. But for, for, the un, for people who haven't seen it, that's kind of how you can start to think about it. And um, they've, done, they've done crossovers a bunch. There's been a bunch of their properties that have, that have crossed over. They've been doing this Deadpool comic. It's very popular. And it is, I think, officially the number one selling Marvel comic. If you, but you know, it's not being printed by Marvel, so it, it's not completely fair. But it is crossing over with All Might and My Hero Academia, and um, it's 
yeah, that My Hero Academia is is easily one of the best selling graphic novels around. You go to Amazon, it's it's soundly beating everything else like by a lot. And so this is this is uh, this is your your King Kong Godzilla crossover of, of popularity. It's it's nuts. I don't know a whole lot about it because I just became aware of this last night. And again, I was like, this has got to be this got to be April Fool's. And people were like, no, it's not. Ash. It's not I was like, wow. Um, I'm curious to see what they do with it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's It could be a train wreck. Could. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, it, it definitely, I, I, it will be short-lived. I mean, the crossovers typically are, so it, it, they can come in and, and go on. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good stuff. I would definitely, you know, check this out. It's, I've been reading the, the Deadpool Samurai. It's, it's, it's a good little story. I mean, it's, it's a more, maybe a more, ac- I don't want to say accurate, but it's, if, if you like Deadpool 15 years ago, that's kind of what you're getting over there. It's definitely the Deadpool from then, not now. So, hmm. yeah, I'm curious. I would love. I really, I'm very curious about the Deadpool Samurai, which I didn't know about, mm-hmm. um, because I'm curious to see what Japanese writers would do with this character. I don't yeah. think I don't think Deadpool is a bad character, as evident by the fact that they made some successful movies that were also good mm-hmm. in the right creative hands. I think you can do some good things with him, and I believe that you know the the japanese manga scene is very much a meritocracy type you you either swim or you drown like um, yeah yeah and i want to see what what they do with it um and not just you know because like marvel they'll just pump out a deadpool book and they won't care and it'll flounder and it'll be stupid and we'll just be like well whatever and they move on i don't think the japanese are going to do a deadpool book unless they're serious about it like about making it work and so I want to see. I'm curious. I'm very curious. I think I would check it out. Um, I, I think it it's somebody in the chat mentioned Joe Kelly. It it feels a lot more like that version of Deadpool than the last couple iterations we've gotten. It's it's kind of Deadpool with kind of uh, anyway. It, it's it's good. It it what I've seen of it's good. I think they will print it here in the U.S. soon, uh, or at least this year. So I uh, highlight Joe's comment. What's he saying? Okay. Um, there you, there you go. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest fan of Deadpool too, but I, yeah. Jo, what Joe means is that he was in Colorado when he watched oh, it. Oh yeah. Yes. That's, and that's, he was that mountain air. It's that, you know, the high elevation. Well, also Colorado has all the legal pot. So, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I guess it could be that too. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Hey, uh, Getting into some classic comics, uh, comics released this week. Here's a pretty big one, though. Um, this comic was released this week, years and years ago. This this was the this was the start of a pretty long 25, 30 year run of dominance for the X Men. Yes, <laughs> this might be one of the most important comics of all time. Yeah, from a from a sales franchise perspective, I it's got to be up there. Uh, yeah, uh, without this book, we don't even have X Men. It, it dies in obscurity. Um, yeah, and we 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 go and maybe Marvel will be reprinting it today and doing weird stuff with it because you know they're mining 
everything, but we it wouldn't be at all what we knew. We wouldn't have ever had the Claremont run. It would have been a nothing burger. Um, this book changed everything. And for people that weren't getting comics in the 80s and 90s, you may hear stories, but you just don't truly understand like how successful X-Men was. Oh, yeah. yeah Dominate absolutely. is putting it lightly. <laughs> um, well, it was so power. It's it's weird to think about because, but at the time, I mean, it was so powerful. You could take members of the X-Men, you could put them into another comic and get a massive rise in sales by the nature of them just appearing for a page or two. And Marvel was, would, would treat the title so care, like we, they knew it was gold if you put it in another title. So they would be very sparing with it to, yes. you know, and, and you just think about that entire business concept today. It's, you know. It's 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 incredible the restraint that Marvel had because I can remember being a kid going to the comic book shop and buying X Men and at the same time being able to look and go you have Amazing Spider Man spectacular Spider Man um, web of Spider Man and now just adjectiveless Spider Man they had four Spider Man books one a week yeah but yet only one X Men book and that one X Men book sold way more than any of the spider-man like and i was like why isn't there more x-men books and of course careful what you wish for but uh but in hindsight you go wow that was some serious restraint because marvel didn't want to kill the golden goose and x-men very much was the golden goose and they treated it as such it was a true flagship title and they've never been able to recreate this because they've never treated x-men that way since not it's been yeah. It's been it's been the cow that they just like just hook it up to the machine to the udders and just milk it and milk it till the cow dies. Yeah, and then you get Scotty Young to draw a picture of that and you sell it for a lot of money. <laughs> um, no, this this is sorry. Um, that was a good one. This title was here. I mean, this was the this was Krakoa. This was a lot of pieces here that came into this uh, this comic, and it is uh, it's it's weird to think, but that was this week. Uh, many years ago, we got uh, our giant size X Men, the start of a, the start of an era. Um, and to that end, uh, it, it's, I think it's being uploaded in the background while we do this stream. Uh, there's an interview coming by uh, Jim Salakrup that John and I did, uh, Joe and I did, not John. What did I say, Joe? It's been a long week, and I've now drank some whiskey. Uh, Joe, the reason for all my channel success. And I interviewed Jim Salakrup, and that is coming uh, shortly. He was he was editing the book during the Dark Phoenix saga, working with Chris Claremont, John Byrne, and that is a hell of an interview. Um, it is super long, so if you if you can listen to it all in one stretch, good for you. But it's it's going to provide days of entertainment. Um, but really good stuff, and that's that should be out. I'm I'm thinking Monday morning that will be up and out, and you get to hear about this guy who. Uh, you know, pretty much just, you know, got Todd McFarlane onto Spider-Man. I mean, there's, there's some amazing stories there for you to hear. So anyway, cool. Good stuff. Um, yes, here we go. Uh, okay. Also, uh, this week we kicked off this whole thing. Um, the reign of Superman. So four titles for Superman. Look uh, at those creative covers. You go DC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, this would be, I, this was, you know, Superman is dead. We're going to get four more Supermen in 1993. Um, this was, uh, if you listen to the interview with Martha Thomas's, uh, as, as Joe pointed out, she talked about this as she was doing PR during this time period and uh, pointed out that, that 
DC had this whole Superman getting engaged thing that was taking a backseat to Tim Drake got a new costume in their marketing. So I just, it gives you a, it gives you a sense of where people's heads were at back in, in 93 and maybe some perspective that, you know, terrible decisions of today. There were also some terrible decisions yesterday. Yeah. I, I just see, I can't get over these covers. This reminds <laughs> me of the, the other when they rebooted, well, they didn't reboot Batman, but when they launched tales of the dark Knight, I think is what it's called. Yeah. Or, or, and they just, the color logo covers. When, 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 when the hype in your gimmick sells more than the actual creative direction of your book, look, we yeah. just put a super logo. You're going to buy it. You're going to buy it by the millions. In fairness, this was, this is a better uh, goal than just writing uh, we ship on Wednesdays on the cover and calling. <laughs> That's true. That is that. Wow. Marvel. Like, <laughs> but this, this was in 93. This is in 93. When, when DC and Marvel were like, this was the peak pre-crash, breaking in the cash. Comic book shops were all over the place. Pe I mean, now man. there was. I, I now I'm, I'm totally uh, going off memory here. This was a happy. But I want to just. I had a comic shop open during this period. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm old. Um, I was selling comics. It was one of the happiest days of my life. That death of Superman issue. I I haven't been able to describe. Like, imagine you're getting to the shop. You're going to open up. I think store is going to open up at ten. And there's this huge line that goes around the building and then down the little aisleway. And then, I mean, just there, there had to be at least 100, 150 people in line. This had never happened before. And yeah. I was just, I remember walking up to the door going, I am going to make a lot of money today. And <laughs> so happy. It's just so, so um, there was, these were die cut covers. Uh, somebody points out this came after his death. Um it uh we got we got four supermen here did you do did you have a favorite of these four or was this is this something you ignored at the time uh, i was never a big superman guy i did partake in this because everyone pretty much partaked in this yeah um it's one of the biggest comic events ever um i would argue that this was even better bigger than x-men number one it was just spread out over more comics you know, instead of just one singular issue, obviously X-Men number one sold more than anything else. But the death right. of Superman had the, the reign of the Superman The you know, all these. Mine was Steel. I thought Steel was yeah the best creation. I, Cyborg Superman's lame. I never jived. I'm, I'm going to get a lot of hate right now, but I never liked Superboy Prime. OK, um, well, so, this was Connor, right? This was not Superboy Prime. This would be. Uh... This would be Connor. This was the. This oh, was is he not? Okay, I thought they were. See, that's how much I know about Superboy. Yeah, I, I, I actually thought they were the same. So I didn't like Connor Kent. The whole the leather jacket Superboy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Joe says against Ashley's American Pie. Neil had Louis Simonson on it, and that one kicked ass because uh, Wheezy is awesome. But um, yeah, we had a Grummet on. This was Connor uh, Superman. Yeah, this was this was I, I, I this was Poochie Superman. This is where they put a like an earring and a letter jacket on him, and he was cool. Um, that's you know uh, it, that's probably unfair. But then we had uh, and then we had the Eradicator Superman and Cyborg Superman, both of which sucked. Yeah, yeah, Eradicator. I was gonna say the other Superman was so bad I totally forgot about him. <laughs> like okay. um, they just weren't interesting to me. I get the Superboy was probably this second most interesting but whatever they were gone but steel seemed creative first of all 
just calling him Steel instead of Superman, I thought was cool. You know, the S, you know, I know the S isn't supposed to be Superman, as most normies understand, stands for hope. and blah, 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 blah. But it worked for him being Steel, the man of Steel. There were so many ways you could play off it. I like that he had the hammer. It just, he felt close enough to Superman. He was like Superman, I hate to, I can't believe I'm going to say this, Superman adjacent, but also not, like he <laughs> felt like his own character. And I really think Superman, or sorry, DC, hasn't done enough with this guy. Yeah. It's, uh, I was having a conversation uh, with somebody who's hopefully getting on for an interview, but right now is prepping for his Netflix show launch. But uh, he mentioned that uh, he, he his analogy here is that we're we're in the Superman with a mullet stage uh, <laughs> in some yeah. cases right now. <laughs> it's a it's a that's a way to think about the industry. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, Randy in chat saying I, I'm a huge fan of the Shack movie, and I was disappointed that there wasn't a sequel. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am Gen X, folks. That's that's what I am. I promise. Yes. Uh, all right. So, and and now I go to more old comics, which is a terrible, terrible way to reinforce what I just said. Um, oh, hey, actually, before uh, while... uh oh, we lost the perch. I seem to be still on the stream. Hey, he's here. I kicked and myself hey, there's out. Perch. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry. Just knocked myself I see out. Him going, but I don't actually hear Perch. Um, here we go. You can hear me now. I think. Having some technical difficulties. I don't even know if I'm being heard, but I'm just talking anyway because maybe that's what the stream has going. There we um, are. I'm I'm back. Can you hear me, Ash? Let's see. Oh no, Ash can't hear me, but I can. Uh, oh no. Okay. I, people in the chat can, Perch, can there. Yeah, Welcome back, it. buddy. Okay, <laughs> there we go. I floundered for you. All right, um, you can hear me. We're good. Okay, good. All right. Uh, I've noticed stream now. I don't hear you uh, anymore. Streamyard's been doing this where every now and then it's like, and now you can go back to the intrigue screen. So I don't know, but it did fit, as Joe says. It it I, just as I was saying that I was. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not a boomer. Um, we show old comic covers, and then I fail technology. So that was uh, perfect. That was perfect. Okay. Um, God, I don't even know where to begin with that. That was uh, that was all terrible. Um, <laughs> that was really weird. Like that you was came weird. back, but then I couldn't hear you on Streamyard. Yeah. But I could hear you. Uh, so. Yeah, but I could only hear you through YouTube. So as soon as I went back and muted YouTube again, I couldn't hear you. I was like, damn it. Uh, um, but I, we figured too. it out. We're back. The bastards. All right. All right. Well, that was weird. Um, old man perch. Uh, here we go. What Superman replacement sold the most? Um, definitely Superboy. Uh, Connor was the strongest seller by, by a mile. And then it was Steel. And then the other two were like, nobody believed the other two were Superman. And and everybody, I mean, and nobody believed that, of course, Steel and, and Superboy were Superman either. But those had their own identities. And it felt like for a while DC was trying to convince us that now, like, nah, he could be a cyborg. He could have, this could have happened. Or he's wearing big Oakley sunglasses now. These things could be true. But so nobody bought into those two, but they they definitely liked the uh, the other two books for sure. So for what it's worth, there you go. All right. Um, where are we? But uh, these comics, Ash, what do you think about these? I love that amazing Spider-Man cover. Uh, that's so that's so good. Nice. Um, I never was a Ghost Rider fan. Okay. For whatever reason, the character just 
the concept of the character didn't work for me. Um, but I know he worked for a lot of other people, so that's great. Um, and Moon Knight is a character that always looked cool, but I never explored him, so I don't really know anything about him too much. This um, run, these two books are pretty good. I mean, they're they're both more adult. I think that's probably not the best way to put it, but they were they were edging into horror more than what other things Marvel was uh, was doing at the time. And and um, you know, Ghost Rider had some pretty good stuff. I mean, I don't know if you could publish a comic that says "Freaks" on the cover anymore, but um, yeah, <laughs> right. I, I love that Spider Man cover though, with the with the kind of the the artifact that's being used for um, uh, for the Juggernaut there and. I love that it doesn't it's sort of like you don't fully see that it's Juggernaut right away. Your eyes see Spider-Man and it's like, what is he? Oh, oh, oh that's Juggernaut's face. Like because it's so close up and um, I like the color standing out from the black and white. It's and Spider-Man's just great. I mean, Amazing Spider-Man is probably one of the I mean, almost any era pre comic crash, you can pick Spider-Man and just be like, you're, it's a winner. Yeah. Hey, uh, Michael, I'm sorry I missed your question. You're not muted. I see you, but uh, I, I I apologize. I missed your question there. So, but but you're not you're not muted. I can see you. I'm I'm not getting to a lot of the questions, so I apologize. Uh, I apologize for that. Um, I, I will. You uh, Iron says Ash hasn't read Moon Knight with a little sad face. I do want to try Moon Knight. At this point, it's so late. I don't know where to start, and I've. I, I'm looking for people to give me suggestions on where is a good entry point for a person who's never read Moon Knight to get sort of the best starter experience. It doesn't necessarily have to be like this is where the, the story begins, but just the best foot forward. I want to read and see what Moon Knight has to offer to see if it wins me over or not. So if someone can suggest where to go, that'd be great. Well, I, the great news is um, you don't have a problem. I mean, if you were wondering where to start with Moon Knight, Marvel's got you covered. You can go to your local comic shop or bookstore. You can just find the trade paperback or omnibus with the number one on the side of it. It's super clear. You can pick that right up and take it home. And it's priced cheap for new entry re level readers, and it'll be great. Are you being sarcastic? I can't. I, I, yes. I <laughs> I can't. No. And Joe's trolling me, I think, in yeah. the audience. Um, no, seriously, there's Moon Knight has a long history at this point and a lot of different creators behind it. And um, yeah. there was a point, I think, where Stephen Platt was doing the art. Yeah, during the 90s. That's and true. he was an artist that I loved. And I was like, oh, maybe I should read that. And I'm like, but I don't. What I do, I don't want to jump in to an arc or a story era that was like a bad example of Moon Knight and then get a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. But I read, you know, it's like jumping in and reading... Um, Oh, this God, what, the green has the answer here. This is this is the answer to begin. You go to the 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 Doug Minch run. That's that's where you begin. Okay, absolutely. There you go. Always yeah. count on Breen. Yeah, this is this is this is great. There's there's more recent ones. Um, certainly Ellis did it. Lemire did it. Yes, Max Bemis did it. I wouldn't go to any of those. I would start with uh, Doug Minch, and that gives you a lot of good context for the character before people start deconstructing it. And that's where that's where I would go personally. But um, you know. I, yeah, that's what that's what I would do. But good stuff. Moon Knight. We're getting a show, so expect to see a lot of a lot of Moon Knight stuff coming on. And you know what would be a great idea, Marvel, is uh printing a a volume that says one on the side of it for people <laughs> like Ash who want to know where to begin. Right? Yeah. You know, Marvel's doing this thing called Marvel Essentials. Yeah. Where they're printing like trades of like classic runs that are 
like you could just do that. Here's pick the Moon Knight. That's the essential one. Mm -hmm. I I think uh, it's it's free money if somebody would like to take money. Um. So here's super some super titles. Uh, there's got Superboy. He's leaving home. Uh, this is this is all a trick. Super friends, but uh, Detective Comics there. Um, Batwoman or Batgirl is getting super murdered there. Like, do you know, like her hands being like, it's, she's getting torn apart. Uh, yeah, that's pretty gruesome for a Comics Code Authority book. On the cover. Right on there on the cover. Yikes. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, I mean, Batman is not having a good time either, but, but Batgirl's hands falling off. I mean, it's like, yikes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and oh, I don't know what's happening to Batman over there, but maybe a little Pulp Fiction moment's yeah. going to happen. Uh, that he's seems so the, scary. He's getting the Wonder Woman treatment from uh, her origin there. Oh, bit. wow. Yeah. yeah, it's it's it is a trick. Yes, but uh, but still, I don't. I do like uh, yeah. So he says it's you know strongest boy uh, leaving home. Yeah, it is is funny. Yeah, I, would Superman? I, he wouldn't carry. Superboy wouldn't carry something <laughs> like that. Anyway. Um, does anybody in the chat know, by the way, who is the surprise guest star who comes to lure Superboy from Smallville? Who did it? Does anybody know? I, I have no idea. Anyway, somebody, will, I don't know. Somebody will tell us anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you have it. Um, here's something from, I think these were all from mostly the nineties. I guess new X-Men was not, but, uh, there's X-Men Omega kind of our blow off to, uh, age of apocalypse, I believe. Yes, this was the beginning of Marvel doing the damn gimmick stuff that I was really mad at. Um, I, I think this is right when I started leaving comics. When they started doing Alpha and Omega issues, you have a crossover, but then you had to start also buying special issues. Because I was on board when it was like, look, buy X-Men, then buy X-Factor, then buy New Mutants, and then go back to buy... Okay, I'm buying these books anyway. But when you're like, oh, here's a special one-shot, that was annoying. But... It's uh, John Romita Jr. Doing, mm -hmm. This was the time I loved John Romita Jr. So, yeah, he had um, it was more uh, he had he had evolved his style from kind of his earlier work, I think, on Spider-Man. And um, but I think he would go on to do more Spider-Man after this, as I recall. Uh, but it, he definitely evolved from his early X-Men work. But uh, this was a lot of detail. John Romita Jr. Definitely different from the Romita Jr. We've had more recently. For sure. It's kind of the cross between the two uh this was definitely when john jrjr was getting his signature style and i think this was during a time when all the artists were kind of looking to have this because like frank miller kind of set that stage of like look i'm just gonna do my thing i'm not gonna fit this and um instead of trying to look like the marvel style artist or whatever do your thing that that singles you out and jrjr seemed to get to this blocky kind of thing and initially kind of turned me off but it grew on me mm -hmm. um he still does that style today but his anatomy's all off and goofy and i also believe that that he i mean he had an inker here and i think he's inking his own stuff now but i may be i may be wrong with that i think i think part of this is the partner they've got him paired up with that could be too an inker <laughs> an inker can make you or break you you yeah. get a bad inker, and I think a lot of that's a bad thing about today's art is that uh, a lot of a lot of pencilers just ink themselves because they can't afford <laughs> to to let that yep. money go. Sure. Um, 
Well, like you're and, about this morning, it's a, it becomes a trap a little bit. Yeah, and not every just because you're a good penciler doesn't mean you're a good inker. Yeah, um, yeah. Sean's pointing out here. This I, I totally agree with this. Uh, he he did such a great Daredevil, the Acts of Vengeance uh, Daredevil that he did. That that issue was was incredible. That was Klaus Johnson, I think, inking him, and that was I think that was that was some great great. I mean, I I, I thought he did those characters super well, but. Oh yeah, Klaus Jensen is like legendary inker. Yeah, those two work together. I think really nicely. I'd like to see them. They should put those two back together again. Yeah. But next night you've got uh, George Perez uh, doing. Hey, look, there's a Squadron Supreme messing with the Avengers. Uh, <laughs> I guess we just it's 20 years later. We got to do it again. So, um, but yeah, this is Kurt Busiak who had a very long, good run on Avengers that I think a lot of people are forgetting about now. Kurt Busiak is uh, is a great writer. As far as like Marvel comics go, probably is before his time. I want to think like he was writing stuff then that feels like it belongs today. Um, and still today, I mean, one of my favorite Marvel books of all time is that Marvel's run. Yeah. Well, it, he feels like a masterpiece. Great stuff under his belt, and uh, this Avengers run is one where it's uh, it's just it's a really good run of Avengers. It's one of those ones you can pick up and get a lot um, in one pack. And then and then we have our Grant Morrison, um, you know, Jimenez, New X Men, Jean Grey is uh, somebody said earlier is man spreading there, so bad form. Yeah. <laughs> What do we say about that? I don't know. Uh, okay, over here. <laughs> Moving on. Over here, we've got uh, Batman killing the Joker from Hush. This is, uh, of course, Joe's favorite Batman storyline of all time. And then we've got Jailbait Supergirl and Batman Eternal. Jailbait Supergirl. Um, so this was right before I got into uh, DC Comics. Mm, okay. So I don't know much about this. Hmm. Um, I do really want to check out the Loeb Superman Batman Superman run. Okay, I've heard so many great things about it. So, well, here's uh, by the way, he's, he's, I think he's in late here, but uh, I'm sorry, Jeff, you missed you missed all the dynamite covers earlier. But we are looking forward to your uh, Green Lantern next week. So anxious to see that. Um, that that um, yeah, that Supergirl costume always seemed odd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sells, sells comics. It sells comics, yeah, yeah. And then there's our, yeah. I, you know, I do like, I do like the skirt Supergirl best. You know, yeah, I do too. I, this one was a little bit like the skirt had kind of evolved up quite a bit. I mean, sure. we, I mean, not necessarily, from, the, yeah. not necessarily this one, but we've gone from I, I, skirt to to stripper. Um, yeah, nothing wrong with that, but. Yeah. Um, very, very good. Okay. And then Batman Eternal, this was the weekly book that uh that had a lot of fanfare, but then it it fell quick in the in the sales. I think it this is one of those cases where I believe that um uh, you put all these writers on one book and it confuses people. Like the, the customers, I remember people coming in and picking this up and then saying, kind of looking down the list and is like, who's the least known writer? That's the person who's going to be doing this book, and the rest of the year. <laughs> right? Always how people now, true or not? That's always how people feel. I think um, you should. Yeah, you, that, that that happens a lot. Where there's someone's name will just get snap stamped on this, 
And look, if you're a top writer, why do you need some no name or lesser talent writer to help you write your book? It just doesn't work that way. It typically is the reverse, right? So it, it's generally, you know, it's like the going back to the J.J. Abrams Spider-Man. Sure. Right. It was never J.J. Abrams Spider-Man. It was Henry Abrams Spider-Man. Right. We, right. We knew, but yeah. Henry Abrams isn't going to sell comics. Right. Daddy's going to sell the comics. So you put his name on it, too. And I'm sure J.J. had a few pointers and said, you know, but. Yeah, I just think um, I, I think about this, but I'm like, I'm sure knowing Scott, I'm sure he did do the outline for this kind of here's what we're going to do. I'm sure some collaboration, everything else. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, it always feels like the the companies kind of trick themselves into thinking that people will like, oh, the customers will all believe they're all contributing on this. But the cus like if they went to the store like in disguise and said, oh, what do you think? Every almost every customer is like, yeah, it's uh, this is probably by John Lehman. Or are they they're just they're all gonna just believe that Scott Snyder has very little to do with it. And he might, but it's it's the fallacy, I think, of these combo issues. It's nobody whether it's true or not, like nobody's getting fooled by that. So well, and it was a weekly book. Yeah. So and, my and suspicion might have been book. like Tynan wrote it an issue. Fox wrote an issue, you know, Layman wrote an issue, you know, just kept cycling around because they were pumping this book out week after week for 52 weeks. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know what happened, but my imagination is that they just round robined it. And this is why I never picked it up because I was like, you know, Snyder's one of my favorite writers in, at DC, but I was like, I just, I just don't feel like this is his book. So I never that's, did. That's what everybody says. That's exactly what, what everybody thinks. And I, 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 I've said this to people from the companies before. I've said this to editors. They're like, no, no, no. Everybody loves an ensemble book. It's like, yeah, but nobody thinks it's an ensemble book. That's the problem. Like, nobody actually believes it. Like, who likes an ensemble book, actually? What's that? I, I'm like, I'm wondering who likes an ensemble book. I'm going to the chat. Has anyone, has that ever yeah. worked? I'm not sure it it does not like people think. And I mean, I, if, if you were posting videos to like YouTube to correspond with the books launched where like, you know, Tinian and Snyder and, and Seely and Lehman are all like sitting in a living room somewhere throwing darts at a board. Like, well, not that, but I mean, they're, they're all like writing together and then, then maybe you get people to believe it, but it, it just, it's anyway, it all, it all is, it's funny how that all, all goes down. And I always think that, the companies kind of trick themselves into thinking that these these writers are all working closely together and the customers are not buying any of it. But but anyway, so um yeah, there there's it has worked. Yeah, people are pointing out 52. I think the first the 52 that that series actually worked. That that did work, actually, and 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 that had good response, but it seemed to kind of go down after that. So um yeah, Avengers No Road Home. Some people are saying that too, but I will tell you, I sold that comic in the in the shop, and nobody bought that. Uh, that that team was working. I think everybody's like, "Yeah, Al Ewing's doing all the work here." I just, in all my years of comic fandom, I have never once encountered anyone being excited over an ensemble writing staff. It, it, on the customer side, it, it rarely, it doesn't work that way. Now, you, I think you can pull it off if you're like, hey, here's some great writers and they're having a summit and they they crafted this this bigger plot and then the writers are going to go off into their individual books and do something. I think that that can work, but it's, sure. uh, but nobody buys the, we're all kind of building the, 
the script, which is funny because I bet in some cases that is what's happening. There is that collaboration, but just it never lands with the with the staff or with yeah, the, at, at best, maybe a pairing like two good writers saying, hey, we're going to collaborate on this book. Yeah, maybe a pairing like, you know, OK, that works. I could see that. But but an ensemble, uh, it's too many, too many chefs in the kitchen. Yeah, I, I now if you want to get daring with it and and put creators who like everybody knows hate each other on a book and then, <laughs> then like make that now there you go now you should do something that go go and do that but um, you know <laughs> I would I would be interested actually there's a that game I think they used to I've seen this done in like the novel fiction world uh, the prose writing where where writers will write a portion and then hand off. Yeah, like a like yeah. a relay. Yeah, yeah. So you could get like someone, you know, it's like I'm gonna write. I write this issue, and boom, here I left it off, and you decide. You pick up where it goes. I have no. I'm not telling you where I, what my plan was. You just make it up from there, and it's like the 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 telephone game kind of almost. Just keep boom, boom, and just you get these weird storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be interesting. I could definitely. I would love to see maybe a single book done in a fashion like that. I can. That could be fun. Yeah, I, I'm. Anyway, I, I, it. There's some funny comments going on in the chat right here. Let's go. Okay, on the indie scene, everybody says that Spawn doesn't get enough love. Well, here's here's a comic. This was, I, I think, the number one selling comic that month, and for Spawn, and uh, you know, Michael Turner and uh, and uh, I think this is uh, oh god, Adam Warren. Why why am I why would I space on that name? Uh, they're for Battle Chasers, so you know, no, Dynamite doesn't bring it, but you know, Image from back in the uh, in the '90s does. So yeah, there you go. Wow, you know, that's a, it, that's a that's a stellar collection of artists right there. Yeah, and this this issue of Battle Chasers, I think this is number six, and it would continue to kind of come out. I think we're up to issue nine now, so that's that's great. Um, <laughs> we're up no, to nine. I, Sorry, <laughs> I battle chasers in the shade because it was it was one of those funny cases where like people loved that comic. I mean, this comic sold so well in the shop; people really, really loved it. And then uh, Joe Mad's like, "I want to do art for games," and everybody's like, "You ass! We love your comic. Like, why would you turn down this great money to go work in stupid video games where you're not paid anything?" And then Joe Mad's like, "Ha ha ha ha!" Over a giant pile of money. Right. Why would you go to video games? Yeah. The industry that surpasses Hollywood. Yeah, um, I don't yeah. know why you would go there. Um, yeah, no idea. What, here's a question. Which comes which which comes in first? The next hmm. issue of Battle Chasers or the next issues of All Star Batman and Robin? Oh, that's a great one. You know, I think better chance of Battle Chasers for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think uh, I think everybody at DC, including the creators, all want to walk away from All Star Batman and Robin. And and I I had forgotten how insane that comic is. Every now and then I'll pick it up and I'll read it, and I'm like, oh yeah, this was this was a crazy idea. Like that that comic is nuts. Yeah. Okay, I that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, very good stuff. Uh, you know, Fathom obviously miss Miss Michael. Uh, yeah, Michael good. Turner. What a great, what a great talent. Yeah, yeah. does look like she's getting chopped in the head there, but uh, but other than that, it's it's all good. Yeah, that is a weird tangent there. That maybe an editor should have came in and yeah, like move know, that sort of with that. Move, yeah, 
But what are you gonna? I'm not. I'm not complaining. No, (laughs) no. no. When you're when you're that good, you can get away with little quibbles like that. Mm -hmm. No, no, for sure. I mean, and and it helps if you distract people with boobs. So, uh, but hey, first issue of Cloak and Dagger. Uh, I was never a cloak and dagger person, but they're cool looking characters. That costume design for for dagger, no, not the pervy aspects of it. It was it was a cool costume. The, the it two was. together, I love the I love the costume for both. I thought that was a really dynamic pairing. I liked I liked the whole I liked I liked everything that they did there. But um, I, don't, I don't think the costume is pervy. I mean, it shows a well, little cleavage, but like it does. I mean, but it was, it was more than just like painted on. I mean, it like. You know, I, I she's got some support going on in that costume to leap around like that and have everything. It's just, true, it, that is that is true. However, I mean, Spider Man's costume is painted on. True, true. That's that's true. Like yeah. that's People that was just the nature yeah. of skin tight. The whole idea of superhero comics was drawing the human anatomy, and you just color it in with a costume. Like, yeah, very common. Yeah. Today, we the, our modern sensibilities of comics are we all, oh, we got to draw clothes and jackets and cover things up like that. That's the, the, we wanted to see the human anatomy and not just in a pervy way. The, the human body is, is interesting and beautiful to look at. And I, I artists used to like doing that. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think dagger had a very interesting costume. And yeah. to that point, Marvel just released the cover, I guess, or whatever the new cloak and dagger that they're releasing. And of course, they buttoned her all up. And I'm like, what did you do to dagger? Well, this is an interesting point. Uh, so, yeah, so just the, the limits test of my daughter. It would be hilarious if my seven year old dressed up like uh, dagger. But uh, yeah, it probably wouldn't work. I'm, I'm well, thinking it's true. Yeah. Your, your daughter probably shouldn't. She shouldn't be dressing as Vampirella either. You should. No, definitely not. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, that doesn't mean. And now, Vampirella is an extreme example. No, no, hyperbolic. But you don't. Yeah, I don't think there was anything wrong per se for a comic book character. You and 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 you still could modify this costume in in ways that wouldn't be like let's bulk it all up and sure make it look like clothes, so we can't actually see the anatomy at all. Like you don't need to go that far. I think that there's something I, I do. I do agree that I think there's something about costumes where it is a superhero. It's not a normal human being. It's not somebody you'd see on the street. The costume is meant to be different. And so the kind of a recent trend of like, Hey, let's put him in a hoodie and baggy jacket and everything else. It's less about the sexuality of it. It's more about the, well, now it just looks like the homeless guy I saw last week. I'm, you know, going into Safeway. It's like, you need, you need that costume to be different. I, I think Daredevil's costume looked different here. There's John Byrne's web of Spider-Man and that looks different. I mean, I think you need, you need something that looks different. Um, By the and, way, that Daredevil covers. I love that Daredevil cover. I mean, all of these are great. I, I love the perspective that the cloak and dagger, like, it, a lot of work went into that angle and everything that's going on like that. There's some, there's some effort that's gone into that cover. And I love that that's a burn Spider-Man cover, but it doesn't necessarily look like burn. I mean, you could tell it's John Byrne, but it, it, it's uh, I don't know. That's a cool one as well. I, I love, mm-hmm. I love all these. So they're, they're definitely all great. And in daredevil, I want to go back to the previous example. One of my things, and I, Daredevil is one is probably the best comic currently at Marvel, in my opinion, right now. Uh, Marco Cicchetto's art. Well, I'm, I know I'm pronouncing his name wrong. Someone told me how they pronounce it, and I was like, oh, that's different. I, don't, I forget. Someone can correct me. But 
he's doing great art. I love his stuff. Zdarsky's writing the hell out of that book. It's great. But I, one thing I do not like is how Daredevil wears like cargo pants now and like kind of like jackets. And yes, is it more realistic? What would probably happen? Mm-hmm. Yes. What does it probably work better for TV? Probably so. But again, I'd rather see the skin tight human anatomy. And it's not because I want to sexualize Daredevil. I, I have no desire to see that, but I just He's do appreciate her. Yeah. I, I just do appreciate the human anatomy and it just looks cool. Um, yeah. So. I think there is a, somebody mentioned it's a, it's an attempt to kind of make it cosplay friendly. And I do think that's, that's true, but I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't want that. I don't <laughs> yeah. You know what? Cosplayers aren't buying books. They're spending well, tons of money on their cosplay. I mean, may, I mean they, they may be, but they I mean, might buy a few. Uh, yes. I mean, you know, that's, I, a bl- that's a blanket statement, but I'm saying they're not buying books in the levels that you're going to sell to just cosplayers. No, and, and you know, that frankly, there's, you know, cosplayers, there's, there's been, people can do accurate, you know, 80s costume cosplay. Like, let, let, let's let them be creative. We don't need to dumb it down so it's easier. I, I don't know. Well, actually, and the real cosplayers want a challenge. They get, yeah, they no, get, they have a lot of pride when they're able to pull off a costume that's not easy to do. Yeah. And it's cool when they do. I, I, right. I'm, yeah. When they can just throw on a hoodie and be like, yo, I'm this character. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, any, okay. Any can do that. Um, how's uh, but but hey, we're being fair here. Here's here's Warlord, who's just just loincloth. This is oh, really... outrage. Yeah, look at that. Totally exploited. Yeah, we need to cover it up. Oh. He's he's cutting the hell out of his hand there, holding the sword that way though. Like that. Right. Is and let me tell you what though. Sword. You know who's buying that book? Sword and boys. Oh, boys. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, seriously. No, you're right. That you're book right. was not written like, oh, we're going to sell so many girls are going to buy this because look at we're showing some abs. No. Yeah. Guys like seeing dudes ripped, not because it's sexualized in any way, but because they go, oh, yeah, I want to look like that one day. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It, it None of this was ever a problem until someone started screeching. Oh, like we're problem. Fun. Fun fantasy stuff, you know. I, I mean, if you're a boy reading this, you could kind of imagine that you get out of school and grab your sword and rain, rain, rain havoc around the playground. I mean, yeah, it's like, um, no, I, I agree. It's a sword and sorcery thing. I don't think anybody was looking at this thinking, um, I'm going to be horny reading Warlord. Like that wasn't that wasn't the that was not anyone's plan, right? But you replace that Warlord with this uh, Red Sonia. And immediately people start getting outraged. Well, now, but I mean, not, not back. No, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, no, I right. Today. I may be completely mistaken, but I, I, you know, people were not coming into the comic shop, buying this stuff going, I am horny. So therefore I want red Sonia. That was, that was, that was even back in the eighties and nineties, that was not the most effective way to be horny. <laughs> okay. Right. right. We've gone, we've gone astray at some point. Um, Skelp Hunter, a comic that could not be done today for uh, many reasons. Um, <laughs> I like how though, like you check closer out in the cover. What's going on here is he's he's rushing at these um, uh, bandits. I'm not sure who's on the train here that he's about ready to attack, but he's somehow found a shovel, put some hot coals on it. He's not just going to beat them with this steel shovel. He is going to burn the shit out of them with these hot coals. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. I love the violence that's going to happen in the next panel here, where a bunch <laughs> of people are going to get super murdered by Scalp Hunter, apparently. Yeah, and everyone was cool with it. Yeah, yeah. Those are bandit. They deserved it. Look at them. 
Yeah. You just, they, these guys deserve what they get. Nowadays, we'd have to forgive them and reform them and you have to empathize with them somehow. And hey, just kick them off the train by belting them with a giant flaming coal <laughs> shovel. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is a month of trains, and then we got the the Nazi train here. Um, it's uh, somehow the Nazi guys found Thor's hammer and is uh, wailing on the unknown soldier. So that's that's bad news there. But uh, anyway. is that is that Thor's hammer or is that the Black Hammer? No, no, it's just DC Comics. So it's oh, uh, you know, there's no Thor here. But uh, but no, I'm just he's got a hammer, and it's the hammer of glory, and he's he's yeah. Um, I like. <laughs> That's, like that's another book you could not do today. No, no, no. For, for yeah, all kinds of reasons. Um, <laughs> you know, not all bad, but I do, I, I do, I will say that right now, if, if these were sitting, I would pick up that scalp hunter book and want to see the adventure of this guy beating people with a flaming shovel. I, it's just me. Me too. Yeah. I'm, I, comics are missing out on stuff like that. We're, we're sanitizing our environment so much that, we're struggling to find interesting things to do because yeah. everything is puts off someone, but and we were, we're so worried about someone getting put off. Well, I, I think Jamie makes a really solid point here and it's true. And, and keep in mind, historically, the, the men are idealized and that's true. They're all ripped and, and everything else, but they're, they're not sexualized mostly every now and then. I mean, you, nobody can tell me that they don't draw nightwing uh, intentionally in some ways, but, but the vast majority, it's that idealized. Mm -hmm. The women is interesting because I think this has come and gone. I think there's different eras we're talking about here. The women are also idealized. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fine. But also sexualized. And I think this is a sliding scale depending on the era where it's not just that they're in this ideal body form. They're also, you know, constantly tying their shoes while thrusting up their chin and chest. I mean, they're, they're just, there's, there's just, it's, there is a, there is a difference here. And I think that's, I think Jamie's making a very solid point. I agree. But to Jamie's point, I would say that it's because men and women are different. And what I, what I mean by that is that Nightwing can't men, die. men actually often go for a sexualized woman. This is why they sell. This is why there's oh, lingerie sure. shops for women, but not really for men because women don't in turn view men in the same light right it's not to say that women well, aren't attracted to sexy men obviously there's things like chippendales for a reason but in yeah. general the reason why strip clubs predominant for men lingerie shops porn like all these things yeah men are much more a visualized visual medium uh, they 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 go for the the overt sexuality things yeah. because our psyche is different um, now, do, women do appreciate, but you don't have to go that far. For women, think... it's plenty enough to see 300 and see a bunch of Spartans running around, <laughs> and that's fine. They didn't have to be sexualized. The women were like, this is cool for me. I'll, I'll watch well, this. God damn, now I'm wondering. Like, Mrs. Perch is in there watching Zack Snyder movies, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> damn it. Um, do you think it, is it well this is a totally long topic this would be a great one to have a bunch of people on including yourself and some others we, we should we should go into this because I think I would love to is it is it as much there this would be the question I'll pose and then the chat can talk about it we can move on but is it is it psyche is it psychology or is it the market has been built up in this one direction and now a lot of time like is there an alternate future or, or alternate reality there somewhere where for whatever reason, porn steered the other direction and like the 
the guys are like, well, I, I, I'm not interested in this, but then there's tons of like male strip joints everywhere. I, by the way, people who just joined us in the chat, welcome. Uh, I think it's, I think there's a psychological difference. Okay. Now I've heard a lot of people talk about like the Venn diagram of how different men and women are. We're closer than we think, mm -hmm. but there's distinct differences. And often the mistakes we make are to ignore those differences. Okay. And also I think, you know, comic books have historically been a male medium. And, well, and that's it. Yeah. That, that I think is the crux is, is it started the comics, the initial audience was intentionally, you know, boys. Right. Uh, and it wasn't to be exclusive. Like we wanted to kick girls out. Yeah. But they were just the target audience, right? Yeah. It's it's like Barbie from Mattel. But it if was you targeting girls, like it, they didn't say no boys allowed. Right. They were just like, if you want it, fine, have it. <laughs> so the market built up. But I will tell you, if you if you go to Google right now and you you type in uh, uh, UA or BL, just BL. Every now and then, by the way, if I'm somebody's like, oh, you need to go look at uh, the um, bleeding cool for something. You need to head over there. So I will. I'm I, I'm rapid type and then hit and before. Like sometimes the the things are out of the order, so I hit it, I hit the first BL and then hit return, and then it takes me to Google image search for BL, which is a very different thing than bleeding cool. I'll just you know see for yourself. But different <laughs> markets have built these things up, and and there's definitely uh, uh, you know in in Japan the, there's a definite market for you know male uh, cheesecake type art, and it. Definitely, it's it's there, and and women are into it. But the, the market got built up. It's, this is this will take forever, but we should talk more about this in the future. Okay, yeah, it's this is anyway. It's an interesting topic. Anyway, um, there you go. Sees <laughs> purchase computer. All right, how about how about uh, over here? We've got elephant uh, hentai with Tigra, and um, uh, I like how uh, Dracula Dracula has has got Sif, and Thor is screwed. Uh, is he screwed or is he gonna get screwed? Ah, ah, I see. What uh, um, <laughs> Dracula was always a weird placement into Marvel. I, it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's always so weird. Like the fitting, if he Marvel every time they try to fit him into the main Marvel universe, it just came across weird to me. But sure, what's wrong with it? Yeah, yeah, Vampire Sif. It's uh, I like what if the Avengers had fought evil during the 50s? Well, now we've we've answered this question a hundred more for the 50s and the BC time frame and all kinds of things. But uh, but here's so we getting Marvel Boy and Venus and uh, yeah, there's there's this is some this Agents of Atlas kind of almost action there. That's cool. That's yeah, pretty cool. I'm surprised uh, Marvel hasn't mined this. They mined every other what if story. Well, I, they don't no, trust me. They've mined it. <laughs> don't, <laughs> I guess I out. don't you worry there, Ash. They have definitely mined that. Uh, the, uh, the agents of Atlas have definitely, they, they've, they've done it. But um, remember when I, what if was a what if and not as it, this actually happened. <laughs> There's no more what if because it's became true. Yeah. It's just all. Yeah. They, why, why they can't bring back what if I, I have no idea, but uh um, anyway, there's, yeah, the Festival of Fear, Nightmare in New Orleans, all good. Um, you know, but, but, you know, how, how about the Legion of Superheroes? That, that costume, it's a, there's, there's a couple things going on there. There's a couple things for sure. A lot of things. Um, there. Yeah, that's, uh, some teenage hijinks going on. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know who that guy on the cover is, but uh, he's he's oh. looking a, he's looking a little sexualized, if you ask me. <laughs> not that the girl in blue is not looking sexualized. Yeah, it's all it's all there. It's there's uh, definitely a an adolescent market. I think that the Legion was targeting uh, sure. correctly. Finally. That was great. I, those comics were amazing. I, yeah. Um, how about uh, well? Here's you know here's Green Lantern. We'll see if if Jeff will adapt this. Um, you know this storyline here. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Well, you got two Hal Jordans, and uh, Star Sapphire is is not thinking a thruple. She's thinking one's going to get killed. Oh, yeah. All right. Not progressive. She, she. Yeah, you know I mean, you got two Hal Jordans there, and and this is this is uh, Jeff's worst nightmare. There's two Hal Jordans that he's got to kill. Definitely, we need to see. Yeah. Jeff write multiple Hal Jordans. Yeah. Well, you know, I could actually see Jeff doing this because that would give him an excuse to kill one of them. Oh, there you go. Yeah, he could get a so he could one. he could he could have his cake and eat it too. He could kill Hal Jordan and yet not be guilty of getting rid of Cal Hal Jordan. Mm -hmm. Yep, because there would still be one left over. We uh, yeah, Tyrock, um, who's who is on that Legion cover. Why are you pointing out that he has no bulge? What? <laughs> <laughs> we have gone so astray, but you're you're right. You're you're right. I, yeah. Anyway, um, and then we've got some gunfire and an oil tank. Um, I I like I really love the Batman Black Lightning teaming. I I I know I'm definitely the the minority in the chat. I'm guessing, but uh, I I I always like this team up better than Batman and Robin by and large. I I. I always thought these two characters worked really well together. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if I can you jump on that bandwagon. I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon. All right, that's okay. But, but I'm also much more of a lone crusader for Batman. That's but fair. I do want to say that I think Black Lightning is way too underutilized. Like, yeah. why is this guy not incorporated into the the DC kind of spotlight? If they're not going to give him his own book, he should be guest starring constantly in other books. He should just be around. His presence should be felt. He should be helping the Justice League from time to time, mm -hmm. um, doing things like I just this seems a prominent character that is just languishing on the bench um, for a while. I mean, I, I totally agree. I think, uh, you know, much like Rhodey over in Iron Man, um, I mean, that he got a good run. Rhodey got time in the spotlight. I always felt like, like with Black Lightning, they there was a lot of great stories. I loved a lot of what they did, and it it just feels like pull the trigger already. Like that we, yeah. And there's been a, there's a show that they have on there. I mean, why why not uh, do more with Black Lightning? It's it's he's right there. He's got a cool power set. He's got a lot of he's he actually has some level of Rogues Gallery. He's got there's there's so much you can do with the character. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, already, I, I, I mean, I. It seems like it just screams ideas that are out there that I, I. It confounds me that you have a professional publishing, in you know, one of the the, the second biggest pub, publisher of comics, been around for eighty years, oh, longer than eighty years, and you can't see that Black Lightning. You have an Outsiders book. You don't need Batman to continue the Outsider. I know Batman's historically connected to the Outsiders, but. You could have maybe Black Lightning kind of run off and be like rogue and just be like, screw you, Batman. I'm doing yeah. my own outfit and just 
be like a black lightning book with his with his uh, outsiders and almost be like a black lightning family book. Well, yeah, I mean, the outsiders, he's a key part of that. And I think that's that's been cool. I, I, I just think you could do so much with that character. And I, I think you've got so much you have a supporting cast you have team members he's been a part of you have the connection to batman you have there's just so much you could do with this this comic and you're not it just there's there's just so much i think you could do but jeff says he needs a, a blood haven yeah maybe that's the problem it's like he's he has no anchor to anything but uh i i just think it's yeah if, if, if right now why are you messing around with a at a candy pitch for a comic book and like get a get a fucking black landing book already dude dumbasses anyway um hey here's captain america um that's a cool cover i need to, to have better segues to things um <laughs> yeah no sometimes fast and rough is it, it works there you go i i uh i know there, there's a bunch of fun stuff happening here um i like the hulk and the mole man i always liked it when characters would go and they'd interact with villains or somebody from somebody else's title i always found those a lot of fun yeah, for sure. That remember how that used to work because you had a shared universe and you could do that because yeah. all these characters were in a same world. And so it wasn't like this character only worked with this book because it wasn't these books weren't separate. They were all part of a greater whole. So you could you could actually have Mole Man interact in a Hulk book. Yeah. Cuz it was the Marvel universe like it, you can get me back back into that like yeah just it's so frustrating this is the what you're missing this is what you're missing modern comics yeah you forgot that you had these opportunities and it was interesting because you shared universe is not about crossing characters over that's very it's not, true it's yeah. not about all oh, wolverine starring in a spider-man book again it's not about that it's about spider-man being able to cross over and maybe fight a daredevil villain you know or something like the yeah. world was a whole and or here example hulk is coming across mole man which typically you're like whoa he's only in, we only see these guys in fantastic four i think that's mike zach um doing captain america unless i'm completely insane um it, it looks like it yeah it has yeah that's that's mike zach what am i thinking um and i i don't know i just i, I i'm always in a, that's one of the artists that i think is is easily my favorite from the time period that gets very little love and i just i i very I, underappreciated I, artist yeah absolutely yeah i i i own a few my exec pieces and i wish i had a lot more um and then okay so as long as not to take it all the way back to that topic again i would you know i would think in that conan cover like she would the, the the woman there would be a little bit more concerned about her situation because because she's not in a safe place right now and and I think like does she have well, she has no pants on at all does she like I don't know I, but I can't tell it's a I need to zoom in um I'm just saying like like Conan's riding this ribbed monster but she's just like eh, working on my tan. I'm not going to make any comments about the rib monster. <laughs> I, I, I just like, I, I would be like, she should be rolling off to the side, trying to get away. He is, uh, she's like, eh, nothing going on here. That, well, uh, maybe, maybe she wants to ride the rib monster. That's, that's true. That rib monster, that lizard monster could be female though. It, it, we do not know. 
But uh, anyway, I just, <laughs> this was always like we, we tied up the sexualization of things. Uh, this would bother me. I remember uh, when you're drawing the the woman in distress, and the woman does not look like she's in any distress whatsoever. It's just <laughs> I want to I want to broach a controversial topic. Oh no! Sometimes women fantasize about being saved by a big hulking male. Okay. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes women are way okay with stuff like this. But she wouldn't just lay there on the marble table fantasize. Like at some point she'd be like, this is not a fantasy. There is something with like a maybe, million teeth. Maybe she's feeling faint. Maybe, okay. maybe she's a little dehydrated. The blood, faint. Yeah. She's uh, She's like, I gotta, I gotta, t I gotta tussle my hair at the moment. I'm, yeah, I'm fainting and my hair is getting out of order. Let me arch my back. <laughs> anyway. All right, sorry. <laughs> we are okay. We'll definitely do some kind of roundtable, and it will be the most sloppy, silly, funniest conversation about all this. Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh my God, we can't get away from it. So, <laughs> I swear to God, these are all the comics that came out this week, and I did not intentionally pick. Um, Okay. Uh, well, uh, Wonder Woman is uh, blowing up the... Well, the tanks are blowing up the Sphinx. So that's good. Um, she's going to fall off the cliff uh, turning around like that, though. Yeah, that's a really weird pose. Like, I don't know how she's standing and doing that. Yeah. I Kind of I... weird. It looks like her head's exploding. It's getting weirder the longer you look at it. Um, there. <laughs> Why is and Wonder Woman's head exploding? Here's a classic Supergirl costume here. I, I like the puffy sleeves, the pirate sleeve costume. That was nice. I, yeah, I, this is a weird one. Yeah, she's she's getting, again, tentacle hentai trees are happening there and living <laughs> peril. All right. And then uh, Superman's just getting his ass kicked by somebody. I'm not sure. I, I do not. I did, I, I've read the Wonder Woman comic. I've read the Supergirl gets tangled up. I've not read... I, I've not read Superman get, gets kicked in the face. I'm not sure who that is doing that. Oh, the Fiora is what Joe says. Why? Oh, okay. I'm a big idiot. I, I, have you read any of these, Ash? I, I have not. Um, this is not my. This is not my era, and it certainly wasn't my my publisher because I was at this. You know, in the early days, I was just a Marvel brat. I've drank too much. I can't believe Fiora. I, I don't even know who Fayor is. I so don't feel bad. Okay. Well, there you go. I'll, I'll, um, <laughs> sorry, folks. I turned in my comic card. Joel will be running the channel from now on. Um, the uh, I, I, yeah. So I do love how Flash is like uh, he's. What is he turning his head to? Oh well. Anyway, lots of questions. Is he smelling his armpit? He is. Yeah. He's been he's been working up a sweat. Well, he's probably checking out. I mean, he's got oh, super girl. He's like, do I smell bad? Do I forget to put on deodorant today? Yeah monsters all right well folks that is that th these are the, the that was it we're ending on a high note um well joe I'm, joe's probably great. ending on a high note <laughs> well well played um i hope uh, i hope everybody had a good week I, I mean any plans for next week we talked about comics ash you do anything fun over the weekend uh nothing particularly fun um per se uh, i just got my streams next week if i'm allowed to promote those uh we'll be doing uh, my story streams at night on tuesdays and thursdays and i do a 
com comics chill stream kind of similar to this um, Wednesdays. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, Joe has been known to sometimes peek in there. Oh, um, but we just, we just chat about geek culture and comics and whatever nonsense. Everyone, please uh, feel free to come by and hang out with us. Um, yeah. I would obviously perch your, your like, always always welcome and, yeah. and whatever i know you're super busy and you do a million shows a day that's true so yes i i have hesitated to like reach out because i'm like but oh, no, I, I, I do want to make that known publicly like for you 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 have well, a, yeah if you ever have time um, i will do I, I think in the in the weeks and months ahead um like i mentioned i'm going to be moving to two videos a day not three so that's something and then if there's news and i'll do more and i'll break that promise immediately so we'll see how that goes um and then we you know i'm always welcome suggestions the great part when i did my gag setting up april 1st and i said i'm not sure i have anything more to talk about then thankfully all of you gave me a million ideas so that was that was awesome thank you and uh, and we'll continue to do this and you know, one of these days I'll have to figure out how to hook the tablet up here and I'll draw while we, while we do it. And that, that could be fun. And this time oh, I that would be very cool. Yeah. But, as, long uh, as, you're, as long as you're drawing Yara floor. There you go. I can draw lots of Yara floor. And we, you'll get, you will get tons of views. The stream of just drawing dynamite covers. Anyway, thank you everybody for coming and joining and hanging out with us. We had a fun, that was a, that, this conversation went in unexpected directions, but I, I had fun with it. And, um, I'm always uh, enjoying that. Um, Lane asks, I, I'm, not in, uh, I'm not in West's stream tomorrow, unfortunately. Uh, I, I need to, bluntly, I need to sleep in tomorrow. <laughs> Yesterday took a lot out of me. <laughs> that um, setting up all those gags was, uh, was more work than I, I bargained for. And I still have to figure out what to do with um, uh, this. I've got one more gag that just came in late. So I've got to figure out what to do with that. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, but thank you everybody for joining. Ash, thank you so much for spending all this time talking with me and and everybody else. And we'll we'll have you back on again real quick. Man, it's always a pleasure and an honor to be on here. I have a blast. These streams are super fun to watch, and mm -hmm. uh, they're great to participate in. And uh, I will be here Friday next Friday, probably you know, no matter what. Uh, please do. And uh, Jeff, is Jeff in the? Uh, if Jeff is still in the chat. I do have a question before we all. So, so number one is Green Lantern comes out on Wednesday. Please check it out. And uh, hopefully he'll agree. I think he said he'd agree to come on and chat about that issue after it drops. So hopefully we get him here uh, for that. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh yeah. He's still here. Okay, Jeff. So I want to, we'll do, you were not here earlier. Let's, this will be Ash. I think we should take him through the intentional or not. What do you think? Oh yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm game. Let's keep it going. Okay. All right, Jeff. I think uh, here we go. Intentional or not, um, this, this steady yourself, Jeff. All right. So the the gimmick here that some people already seen it is uh, is this is this intentional or not? So this is a real comic panel unedited. What were they mean by this? Here we go. Here's our first one. We uh, well, this is going to take too much time to, to go over all this, but. <laughs> Um, we, what, what I forget now, Ash, you decided this was unintentional. I had decided, I, I think I was unanimously outvoted. <laughs> yeah. You were saying this was unintentional comedy going on here. Okay. Yeah. But our number two one, unintentional or not here, I think both of us agreed unintentional, but the, the chat yes. was very much intentional. As I recall. 
<laughs> I still think this this is drool or saliva from some monster, and uh, it is meant to be transparent, but it was colored in a way that was. Uh... Oh, Jeff's a good. Jeff's going intentional for that first one. There you go. Yeah. All right. Which is well, making geez. me rethink my stuff because Jeff's a an actual professional, so he's got a little oh. bit more insider insight to the thinkings of the artists and what they do. Yeah. Um, I love. All right. And <laughs> here we go for our number third. Yeah. From the pages of Archie. Intentional or unintentional? I, I, I do love the comment. Somebody else, it was this was the uh this was the Archie's meet uh meet uh, Harvey Weinstein. For sure. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> I love torturing Jeff with this stuff. Anyway, um, everybody, like I said, thank you very much uh, for coming. We went through a lot of comics. That was a good time, and uh, we will we will keep <laughs> we will keep this. <laughs> Mumbles, as always. Thank you. I, your 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 negative spirit keeps me going. Uh, and if everybody, if you don't mind hitting the like button on the way out, always appreciated. There you have it. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you all soon. Good night, everyone.